Tonight on the podcast, we got a whole plethora of Disney Plus Day, Disney Prime Day, Disney, 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 Disney Day uh, news, and a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. Let's get this show started. Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked into the best damn podcast in all of the land. All the land podcast. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Lance. I'm Max. I'm Chad. And uh, who the fuck is Chad? <laughs> wait, wait. That's somebody stumbling. changed my name, <laughs> dude. That's terrible. <laughs> Looking for love in the casting couch. I like it. I like yes, it. Yes. Well, we got a good. <laughs> welcome to the Absolute Geek Podcast, everyone. We got a good one for you tonight, folks. A whole lot of Disney uh, Plus Day stuff going on. Um, welcome in, Ish. Got a whole uh, whole cast of characters tonight. It's going to be a good show. Uh, normally, we open the show with our banter and letting you know about our week and what's going on. But, man, we've got so much on the docket tonight that we're just going to go ahead and hit the ground running. And we're going to go ahead and launch the show right in to Geek News. Geek News. That's right. We're going to start tonight with stuff we don't have slides for because literally like I'd put the slide together and then have to edit it, put slides together and have to edit it, put slides together and have to edit it because so much came out today. Unfortunately, not Marvel related, <clears throat> not all of it. Some of it is, but not the the casting stuff we were looking for. Yeah, um, it's tomorrow, I think. As we were putting the show together, uh, we got some announcements from uh, D23 that uh, Pixar announced Inside Out 2. Uh, the Wish, an original Disney film announced for 2023. We're going to get a prequel to the live-action Lion King titled Mufasa. Um, horrible idea. <laughs> horrible idea. A movie called Elemental from Pixar. The Little Mermaid. We got a tre- teaser for the live-action Little Mermaid. They announced a live-action Snow White and a live-action Peter Pan and Wendy. Hercules and we too, got right? a trailer for Hocus Pocus 2, which I think looks like absolute dog shit. Oh, my wife came out today. That. What's up, Joe's doing? All of this came out within the like last hour and a half. We had we had Hercules too, live action Hercules. I did not see a live action Hercules. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. I was at Applebee's, man. Were <laughs> <laughs> you eating alone at Applebee's? I was man. Yeah, I had guy, that. guy Ritchie is directing Hercules. Oh, nice! You know, oh, yeah. I feel Chad. I feel you because I, the last business trip I went on, I flew in late to to like the Baltimore area, and I was like, "Screw this!" I was hungry, and I just went and ate at a TGI Fridays by myself. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's in my parking lot. Like, all right, whatever. I missed yeah. all the news for some chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, he calls me from that TGI Fridays. Do you remember that, Max? Did I? 
That yeah, and I was like, good. did you step in a time portal? Like, <laughs> yeah, because they don't have any here. Yeah. yeah. I know. I wish they did. I like TGI Fridays. As far as, you know, sports, sports bar chains, I think they're not too bad. The, the potato. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Yes. So that is just <clears throat> all the news that broke while I was trying to put the slides together for tonight's show. Um, Joe's Doolin said, the only live action Hercules I want is the kid from Nutty Professor. <laughs> yes. Hercules, Hercules. Jumping right into it tonight. We got our first look at the title card for Daredevil Born Again today from D23. Uh, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock slash Daredevil has a nice ramp up leading into Daredevil Born Again reboot series and all 18 of its episodes after Matt Murdock made his first MCU cameo in Spider-Man No Way Home. We're about to see both Matt Murdock and Daredevil in She-Hulk's final half of season one. Cox will then be back for Echo series that bridges Hawkeye and Daredevil Born Again before the latter finally puts Daredevil in the full spotlight again. Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin is on a similar trajectory. He had a significant role in Hawkeye, will next be seen in Echo, and could really show up again any number of places before soon after Daredevil Born Again. So I like that we get the classic Daredevil logo. Yeah. For the Born Again title card. I noticed yeah. that. Do you think they're going to have it? He's going to end up with it on his chest? Probably. Ooh. I dig it. I don't dig the yellow suit, but I love you know. the yellow suit. Yeah, it's just not my thing. I like the I like the red, but it's fine. I'm happy Charlie Cox is back. I'm happy we're getting Daredevil. I'm not going to complain about the yellow suit. Whatever. Um, I'm okay with it. <clears throat> I like the yellow suit. I want more Daredevil. I'm good. I think once if we if we ever get it, if we see Spider Man, Deadpool, and Daredevil on the same screen together, the yellow suit is going to make a whole lot more sense. Why Daredevil? I mean, why Deadpool? Sorry. Just because they're all complete red. Like, I'm just saying, like... No, no, I'm just saying, why would you think you're going to get Daredevil, Deadpool, and Spider-Man all together? If, if there's ever, if there's ever like, I don't know, if they're in Secret Invasion or something, if everybody's... Oh, in, okay. I'm saying when they're flying around and stuff, like, think of the whole, the first Venom thing when, when the two symbiotes oh, are fighting yeah, against each other black and gray symbiote you yeah can't you tell. can't tell who's who when they're flipping through the air you might have a hard time telling who's who i mean deadpool is completely he's all red isn't he he's got some black in there but red yeah. and black yeah he looks yeah. sick yeah i'm just saying the old suit looked a lot like deadpool's suit except for the mm. head, head gear, i think no because it was all red and it was vastly I, different I, I see what you mean, Lance. Like if you're if you're doing quick shots of all three of them together, I think Spider Man is more distinguishable because he's literally going to be swinging through the air. Well, I mean, Spider Man is red and blue. Daredevil is all red, and then Deadpool would be black. all red. They do look kind of similar though. If I'm like pulled it up on Google and I'm like, uh, I don't. You're remember. as blind as Matt Murdock. Then if you think they all look similar, <laughs> they, similar, not exactly alike. Similar, yeah vague the only thing that's really black on deadpool was his shoulder pads yeah and his eyes he needs knee pads for those superhero landings that's what he really needs but it's just cool that we're gonna get more double stuff look at these two look at these two pictures together and and maybe you can see what i'm what so, I'm saying. Re- remind me again though while you're pulling that up lance is uh daredevil born again 2024 or 23 it is 2020. 
three, <laughs> I want to say, but I can't remember. I th- I th- yeah, he, he's black all over his suit. What are you no, talking? Yeah, about? he does have a lot. So of was color. so was Daredevil. So was Daredevil no, yeah. Daredevil's all red. That's a ton of black. Oh, no, I'm talking about the old movie suit that he used to have. That that you see on the screen here. They're pretty yeah. identical. There are some similarities. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're not pretty identical, dude. One is super dark red. The other one's super light. It's, I think it'd be very easy to tell the difference between them on screen. What do you think, Ish? No pressure. They're both suits. <laughs> Another astounding I think That's kind of where the suits <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, just, I don't think they look... I mean, they look a little similar just because they're suits. But otherwise, I'm not, you know, I don't think there's I'm, a problem. Distinction I'm only saying, I don't think there's a huge problem. It's just if you've got, I think it's more an issue. If you've got Daredevil and Deadpool on the same screen fighting like the same enemies and it's really quick shots with a shaky cam, you may not know who's who. But at the same time, does it doesn't really matter if you know who's who in that scenario. Probably not. At that point, they're just slicing aliens. Well, that's just poor directing at that point. Well, it could be. What if Dylan wants to know if Matt Murdock will be the first male character in She-Hulk not cast as a shallow idiot? Oh my goodness! Well, what if did you? It was a what if it was a mistaken identity, like a Willem Dafoe type of mistaken identity. (laughs) Easily mistaken. Call back. Maybe. Did you guys see the uh, the trailer for? She Hulk, but like the new trailer that just dropped after yeah the, the second the second half tra- second half of season trailer yeah and you see She yeah, Hulk actually see today. Daredevil and she kind of turned on by him I guess yeah yeah she's she's a bit horny that She Hulk damn it he, he's gonna be in yes. five episodes of She Hulk we'll How see many imdb total are we getting i thought it was only there's, six episodes there's Nine. five left for imdb for imdb he's in five episodes Jesus imdb Christ, last five week, more episodes of this show imdb <laughs> had him in six episodes a week ago so i'm not sure if i trust imdb on this one we'll see golly i thought this episode was only gonna this show was only gonna be six episodes like every other disney plus show no well, this is one of the longer ones. nothing's really happened so <laughs> Yeah, because sure. they said uh, Hulk is going to be in six episodes too. And he, I guess he wasn't we, in the last episode. Saw her he? shake her dummy thick ass with Megan <laughs> the Stallion. Like that—that's a lot. That, a lot has happened. It's true. Hartman says, "Still no nipples." Zero. You're not going to see any. Uh, moving on, we got Indiana Jones news out of D23. Indiana Jones five costume and concept art revealed at D23 Expo. Indiana Jones 5 has been uh, gestating for quite a few years with projects first being developed by Steven Spielberg before he eventually bowed out of the project. Ford versus Ferrari and Logan director James Mangold then stepped in to helm the film with a number of longtime Indiana Jones producers still attached to the project. Lucasfilms and Disney looked at, looking to keep a lid on the plot details as long as possible. These glimpses at the ex- um, experience uh, experience are relatively vague and don't offer much insight into the experiences of Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 is expected to hit theaters on June 30th, 2023. I like James Mangold, dude. I do too. Both Ford of those v. movies referenced here are great. Yeah, and Ford v. Ferrari like, I kind of shocked me how good it was. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. 
That's what uh, I've wanted to see, and I have I have not seen Ford versus Ferrari. I've heard it's excellent. Good, man. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. He's a good director, man. I mean, he's uh, I don't know what else he's done. Has he done anything else? Off the top of my head, I don't know. He has, but I can't think of it. Yeah, off the top I of can't head. even off the top of my head. But, um, I mean, it looks like it looks like classic indie stuff, right? Nothing really. Uh, yeah, nothing ground shattering here. Nothing crazy here. That's a super nice jacket, though. Beat up, <laughs> dusty. Oh, he did walk the line. That's another one I like. Got our old beat up, dusty indie jacket there. Nothing too crazy, um, to be seen. So, um, this looks like the... indie's suit costume, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Looks good to me. Costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can call it t-shirt in a shirt. The costume, but it's it's well, it's not a t-shirt. It's I mean, outfits. It's his it's Friday a, night outfit. <laughs> I mean, Han Solo's outfit is pretty simple too. So we got our classic indie hat with the beat up other jacket, the satchel, his bullwhip. I mean, really, what else do you need? When it comes, he looks like you know, he looks like Shia LaBeouf going to court. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Patrick says he did Logan. That's all that matters. He also did the Wolverine, the one that came before it, which wasn't that great. I like the Wolverine. <laughs> it was but much better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, it was. Oh, yes, he, it was. He did 310 to Yuma. That's one of my favorite Westerns. Dick Boy says it's a Merce. Joe's Doolin says Ford versus Ferrari, Ferrari is phenomenal. Patrick that- says She-Hulk is amazing. I'm sorry. I love it. Marvel fucked up and didn't give us a Jimmy Woo and Darcy spinoff. They better give us Wongers and Madison. <laughs> I hope not. I Madison love... was she was funny in one episode. I don't need to see any more of her. I, I love the end. She's like, Wongers, are you yeah. in court for texting while driving? <laughs> Wongers. Patrick you were texting the Wolverine was better than it should have been. Agreed. Yeah, but if you put that up against Logan, I mean, Logan was a masterpiece. Well, it's not even close, but the Wolverine was... Hartman coming up and with the heaters finding fun in all the Wong places. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. Wongers. What's next? That's for Hartman. (laughs) The upcoming Star Wars Ahsoka will feature not only the live action debut of Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels, but also the live action debut of Ezra Bridger. As played by, I'm going to mess his name up, a man as fatty. Is Fondy. Okay. Whatever Lance said. With the D23 Expo being held this weekend and the announcement likely coming ahead of the official look at the character, Ezra's involvement in the series was teased in the Ahsoka sizzle reel earlier this year at um, Star Wars. uh, What is it? Star Wars Convention. Celebration. Yeah. Um, Though the identity of the character has been kept secret. They did a good job finding a dude he, that looked like a computer he graphic. He looks exactly yes. like him. He yes. looks I don't know this guy's acting. I don't I don't think I've seen him in anything. So I'm hoping he's a good casting choice, but he looks perfect. That's so, how yeah. you'd want to look in like the metaverse. It's like, oh, I want to look like myself. Yeah. <laughs> there yes. you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um I think Ezra's a really cool character, and I'm not shocked at all that he's gonna be in the show. Like I I kind of always expected he was going to be in it with how Star Wars Rebels ends. Like that's kind of the whole Ahsoka's arc after that is to go find Ezra. So 
So that means, though, that Thrawn is probably going to be in it. We just haven't. Hundred percent, he is. Hundred percent, he is. That was teased in Mando season two. Yeah, Thrawn is definitely the villain of the series. He's not going to get taken down. It's going to take all of these these post sequel or post Return of the Jedi era heroes to take him down. Telling you right now, Luke's going to be involved in that. Mando's going to be involved. Boba Fett's going to be involved. Ahsoka, I think they're all going to get together to take Thrawn down. There's no way he's getting taken down by just Ahsoka. Oh. Joe's Doolin says Thrawn casting is all that matters. I hope we get it tomorrow. That's my favorite Star Wars character. I just, ah, he's so good. Yeah, he's you've so been talking good. about him for a long time. I have. I love him. I've read sticking, like eight books on that character alone. Sticking to Star Wars news, also at D23, Lucas president Kathleen Kennedy isn't ready to greet my any new Star Wars films. A new report claims, um, okay, industry sources and puck columnist Matt Benelli recently stated that in his newsletter that Kennedy won't be announcing any new big screen additions to the franchise at the upcoming D23 Fan Expo. According to Belloni, this is because the Lucasfilm's boss isn't yet at the point where she's comfortable moving forward with Star Wars movies currently in development, including a rumored project spearheaded by Lost Demon... Or Damon, Damon Lindenloft. so small. Is it small for you? <laughs> no, it's fine it's not me. small for you, Lance. Go ahead and read it. Uh, Damon Lindelof. Baloney added that Kennedy's hesitancy could stem from her desire not to replicate past instances in which she promoted films that have so far failed to materialize. He also notes that she or that this will likely leave at least a five-year gap between 2019 Star Wars The Rise of Star- Skywalker and the saga's next next cinematic installment. That's a mouthful. Next cinematic installment. I have thoughts on this. And I'm going to give them right now. Share them. I went You're a couple on a weeks podcast, ago. buddy. Go for it. I know. I know. <laughs> so That's what we're here. We're this, here for me, you, Max. To me, this is a this is a bummer. I mean, I'm loving the Star Wars TV series. I literally am re-watching Obi-Wan this week for like the fifth time. I love Star Wars. I love it. I'm so freaking passionate about Star Wars. But when I went and saw Rogue One in IMAX a few weeks ago, it reminded me of how amazing it is to see Star Wars in theaters and how much I'm craving that. Like, honestly, if I could go see Andor every single week in the theaters, I would do it. I would I would pay for a full price theater ticket to watch each episode every week in theaters because that's how badly I'd, I'd like to see Star Wars in a movie theater. So this to me is really disappointing news. I want to see, you know, Star Wars back on the big screen. That's but where it started. I, that's where it thrives. I mean, it thrives on TV too, but. I didn't read this as there was nothing coming out. What I read this is, is that she's just being really cautious about announcing things that aren't at the point of like shooting yeah yeah and that's fine it just tells me that they're really far away from any more movies they're saying coming there's out. probably going to be about five years in between rise of skywalker <laughs> and yeah at least five year gap between rise of skywalker and whatever's coming next well when did rise of skywalker come out yeah what does that put what does that put us at so it was seriously so 2024 until they're going to be back on the big screen well that's two years i mean but that's a four-year stretch yeah, I mean, it, oh, it, that's worrisome that she's they've you've got uh Brian Johnson who's got his Star Wars trilogy in the works, you have Taika Waititi doing his Star Wars movie, Kevin Feige is supposed yeah, to be doing the Star and Wars, she's thing. not wanting to 
to green light anything that that's a little worrisome ryan johnson's still making a star wars thing supposedly yeah. well the, the guy that made the last the one whole... that got yeah the guy who made uh last last jedi supposedly they're you know, giving him as a whole trilogy as much as i dislike last jedi though ryan johnson does have the ability to make good movies like knives out was really good if you just give this guy characters that no one has an attachment to, I think they'll be good. His issue is that he freaking killed and not even I don't even mean literally, he just screwed up characters that people have grown to love for decades. But that didn't he issue. come out and say he'd never even watched Star Wars? I don't know if he said that, but he said he was deliberately trying to subvert expectations and do something unexpected. And like that sounds good in theory, but when you make Luke into this like whiny no bad nomad biatch he's always been he wouldn't whiny. have been yeah not to that extent though <laughs> he's always been a whiny little biatch he was not whiny in return of the jedi not in return but he was whiny in the other two he had some character growth max when you mentioned knives out knives out is an excellent film it is it's excellent the, the new trailer just sequel, dropped for the, the glass onion Oh, I've seen it on Netflix. I haven't. David either. Okay. Batista standing there in a speedo. I don't think okay. Ryan Johnson's directing that one though, right? I don't think he's doing the sequel. I thought it. I thought it was. Oh, maybe it. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm still looking forward to it. I don't care who's directing it. I'm pretty but, sure that I'm pretty sure Knives Out, like he created it. Like, I, don't I think know. he wrote it, directed it. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Hartman yeah. says, I keep thinking Knives Out is a Bill Murray movie. Yeah, he's directing it, Ryan Johnson. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, it's weird that it's coming only to Netflix when the last one had a theatrical debut. And it was great. Yeah. Netflix Netflix paid huge money, I think, for three Knives Out sequels. Yeah. So they're really they're really going all out trying to create like a new a new series. And this is their like, big they, Christmas they spend a release. lot of money. Who's yeah. uh who's in this one? Ed Ed Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Dave Batista, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Jessica Henwick, who I, I love Jessica Henwick. She was um she was in Scarlet Daredevil, Defense. right? Isn't that Jessica Henwick? No, uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. That's what I meant. She Iron was in Iron Fist, Fist right? Yes. She, She's the only yes. character that I want to She's be brought back there. from Iron Fist. <laughs> so, uh, Natalie Klein, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, and Ethan Hawke. It says Netflix has spent about $465 million to buy two sequels to Knives Out. That's what only I'm getting two? from the that's what I'm getting from the New York Times. I don't know if we can trust it. Maybe I should go variety, but variety says four hundred and fifty million. So that's well, a that ton sounds of money. about right. That's a ton of money. Yeah. They better be good. That's a lot of yeah, it, it, That first one was... I I didn't even see it in theaters. I think it was months after it came out on on uh, on Blu-ray that I even watched that movie. Hartman said Wes Anderson is who I keep thinking made Knives Out. There, so Daniel Craig I can see some similarities. Yeah, Daniel Craig's going to be in all of them. He's the detective, so it's the Knives Out is. Oh, okay. Daniel so he's Craig. the star of the sequel, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always going to be the the recurring character, but uh, 
Anna the Sherlock Holmes one. Mm, love me some Anna Darmus. The Sherlock homeboy. Another Star Wars news: Squid Games. Lee Jong Jae has been cast as the male lead in the role of the acolyte. What is the acolyte going to be about, Max? We don't really know yet, but there's a lot of people that think it's going to be about uh, Darth Plagueis and his rise to power. Which, if so, could be really interesting. Uh, and if you don't know who Darth Plagueis is, that was um, the Emperor Darth Sidious's um, master. He's, so do he's mentioned. He's- do you think he's going to play Plagueis? No, I don't. I mean, maybe, but maybe. I guess he could. I. I mean, what about the what about the name the acolyte is Suzette? That's what it's going to be about. You know, I'll be honest. I have not really dove that deep into this one. I just know that some people think it's going to There's be rumors about... that it's a uh, Jar Jar Binks origin story. <laughs> Damn! Find me There's up. A... It's a lot of people that he want Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> didn't mean to move that, but I right, just well. yeah, I don't have a ton of insight on this one. The acolyte to me sounds something Sith related, though. So, I think the Darth Plagueis idea is possible, but I'd be okay with it not being related at all to that. I still have not watched Squid Game. Need Dude, to fix it's that. so good. It's fantastic. I haven't seen it either. Oh, What's need it? Need to, to rectify that. It's Netflix. So Hartman's asking, how's his English? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't even know if this guy speaks English. I mean, yeah, he's going to have to speak in English to do the show, I would think, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Ana de Armas didn't speak any English before she did um, was it War Dogs, I think was her first movie here in the States. She speaks he might, he might ink on people their sticks, no guarantee. <laughs> but uh, Joe's doing said rumors have been crap, so no one really knows. Um, Headland. Headland, who did Russian Doll, is the showrunner. Nice. That's the um, Netflix show, right? Russian Doll. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's with really the good. redhead from American Pie, right? Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks, Oscar-winning actor Tom Hanks, has revealed whether he's been asked to join the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe while appearing on Josh Hordson's Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. The legend who immortalized Forrest Gump and Captain Phillips on the silver screen says Marvel Studios and its boss, Kevin Feige, have yet to approach him about playing a significant role in the MCU. He was quoted saying, no, not to my knowledge. Hank said, boy, talk about coin of the realm. You know, it's like, holy cow. I haven't seen all of them. I've given you. uh, I haven't seen all of them. I'll give you that right now. He continued. But the ones I've seen, I've never come around. uh, I've never come around away from it and started without thinking these are a couple of great performances here it, in there ah, man i can't read tonight those, those people, people really, really gave, gave it their all, their all and i don't know how they do it <laughs> will I we get ready to say the pledge of allegiance <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> every yeah, time i see tom hanks i hear howdy ho every time i see a picture of tom hanks howdy mr hanky why yeah. do you why do you associate tom hanks with mr hanky well, that's the kind of the story behind Mr. Hankey is like what I have heard. What Tom is Hanks? It, yeah, Google it. Yeah, they're Mr. calling Hanky him. A, is a festive as a festivist Christmas poo. Yeah, right. but why? Okay, but why they named him Mr. Hankey is because they're saying that Tom Hanks oh, is a Tom piece Hanks of is shit. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. what I've like. Yeah, gotcha. 
Sorry Who would Tom Hanks <laughs> play in the MCU? Uncle Ben. Fuck no. <laughs> Name another old guy that he could play. <laughs> Doctor Doom. No. No. I'm I, I really I don't, think that's going to be Denzel. I don't need Tom I, Hanks Denzel to is do not going to be Doctor Doom. He's apparently can, at D23. Yeah, he's going to be Magneto. Oh, that I meant Magneto. Damn it. <laughs> I fucked up. A lot of the rumors Henry Cavill for Yes, I think I've, I think uh, Henry Cavill's going to be Hyperion. Nope, I have been quoted and made it known on Renovision the last couple times I've been on there. I think you're, tomorrow the lights are going to go down low on the stage, and Kevin Feige is going to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, Henry Cavill," and he's going to come out and they're going to announce that he's signed to a major multi-movie deal to play Doctor Doom. That'd be cool. That would be just the the nail in the coffin for Warner Brothers. If they lost Superman. Well, they already did, dude. They've already. Well, the, the guy from, or I, I can't remember his name, David Zaslav or whatever his name is. The guy running it has said that he wants to bring Henry Cavill back. But... Yeah. There's no saying they can't. It would just be harder to work in his schedule when he's got The Witcher and then he'd have Marvel potentially. I'm and that would be hard to work that in. I'm sure if Marvel brought somebody in to play something as iconic and and like a benchmark character as Doctor Doom, I'm sure there's something in his in his con I mean, he does the Witcher and they got in his contract, he's not allowed to do anything else. Yeah, that was you know poor I mean? contract negotiation, but but I, I, I would not be surprised if there was something in his contract that said you can't do any DC, any more DC movies. Well, good thing about Disney is they've got a shit ton of money and a great lawyer, so they could probably get him out of any loophole in that Netflix contract they want to. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm thinking Disney probably uh, put something in there like no DC stuff. Tom Hanks is with so I like it, sticks. <laughs> I was just reading a quote, an alleged quote today from Henry Cavill that he's still all in a Superman and he wants to do Man of Steel 2 and he's waiting for he's the Snyderverse to gonna come be, back. It, Snyderverse is not coming back. Everyone he needs to let that go. The quote unquote was, I'm all in as Superman. He was a shitty Superman. No, he wasn't. Really, he, yes. He'd be even if you worse go to the core of the character. Had Who to be done. That? If you, go, if you go to the core of the character, he was a shitty Superman. I don't care what you want to fanboy about. If you go to the real core of Superman, he was a shitty Superman. Superman is not dark and broody. Superman is not what you got in that movie. But that was Zack Snyder, the dark and broody. It doesn't like... matter. It doesn't matter. He was still a shitty Superman. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Sam says no, he wasn't. I agree, Way to go, Sam. Sam. Sam, Sam doesn't. And I hated Man of Steel. And Max knows this. I'm not a fan of Man of Steel. Neither did Scotty. Henry Cavill was an awesome Superman. And this is coming from the guy that wants his Superman to be kind of goofy and like. Henry Cavill was a shitty Superman. I'm sorry to break it to you. I really am. But he he does not nail. Other than physical stature, he does not nail any core values of that character. Zero. Zero. Max Bender says you're wrong. That's also the writing, not just Henry Cavill, but 
well, that is very, that that is very I don't know why people are bringing Reeves into this. He's joking. Matt is still wrong town. Nope. Christopher Reeves <laughs> is Reeves? the best and will always be the best. Christopher oh, Reeves. There's no ad. I, Christopher Reeves. I, I agree, Matt. Sorry to break it to you, but I'm not the only one that has an opinion that Cavill is a shitty Superman. Well, no. Everyone's always going to have an opinion on That's something. That's wrong. Well, sure, <laughs> it's that's not. It's really not. No, Christopher Reeve is, is, was the best Superman. And Brandon Routh basically played that version. So Brandon Routh was good, too. But... Uh, well... That's Brandon debatable. Routh will sp- Superman four. Brandon Routh was good as him in the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, but and yeah, but that's not a that continuation of Christopher, Christopher Reeves. Not that's not a continuation. Not of, I know it's not. Yeah, but he was basically trying to be a continuation of Christopher Reeve. I, I understand, but I'm just saying Superman returns. Mean he's good, but. I'm all for Tom Hanks being the watcher now. Yes, it was a sequel. Honestly, I don't, I don't need uh, Tom Hanks in anything for MCU. I think he should be. I think he would make a good like voice or something. But I worry that if they did that, I would just hear Woody. <laughs> right. That's. But uh, I think Galactus, when you look at it, Tom Hanks when you Galactus. look at Superman, <laughs> I think people pass over Dean Cain way too often. His show wasn't good, but he he really kind of nailed it as far as a you know nerdy guy by day superhero by night type thing i think he was a shitty superman too i think his show was shitty the first season was actually not that bad i watched i rewatched it all recently I, was going through I, haven't, I haven't seen enough of Dean Kane to really have much of an opinion. No, Max Bender, I don't need to cross over that anger bridge because one day you guys are all going to wake up and quit being sheep and realize, God damn, Matt was right. Henry Cavill is a shitty Superman. Sorry to tell you. It's an anger bridge over a shit. He's bitch. not a good actor. I don't know. <laughs> like, he really is not that good of an actor. I agree. But... I like him. Anyways. I like him. I hated I his movie, him. though. Here's another dumpster fire. Kim Kardashian reveals that Whoa. she would act again if Marvel Studios offered her a role in one of its upcoming projects. It is unknown if Marvel Studios is interested in casting Kardashian for future Marvel Cinematic Universe projects, especially after the celebrity posted several spoiler-filled images from Spider-Man No Way Home on social media in late December 2021, which angered most of her followers. The photos revealed major spoilers from the third act of the film, including moments featuring three Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield, teaming up against the film's numerous villains. However, there are several Marvel actors like Mark Ruffalo and Holland who are prone to divulging secrets and spoilers when they shouldn't. So No Way Home incident may end up working in her favor. Kardashian could also make a small appearance as her um, fictionalized version of herself in future Disney Plus series, similar to Megan Thee Stallion recent cameo in Shield. No, just what we need. No, we don't. Need I that. didn't even know if you ever, ever acted. Go all out. Yeah, what what has she done? I I mean, I saw her SNL thing, but I didn't know she ever did anything else. Hasn't um, she done adult movies? She did did a home. She did make basically a homemade video she for. Uh, porn. 
Her yeah. and Ray J. Her and Ray J. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you the link. Porn. Um, I got. You. She's been in some. She's made like cameos and TV shows and stuff, but as herself no, though, right? Yeah. Nothing uh, spectacular or noteworthy, really. Apparently, um, she was in Disaster Movie. Is the only one she I can, can keep up with the Kardashians. So, Hartman even said she did a one porno. Cut her some slack. <laughs> Cut her some slack. Yeah, I'm not. I'm good. I don't need to see Kim Kardashian in the MCU. We need more Kardashians. If it was porno. like She Hulk's kind of made it to where like you could have these celebrity cameos. Yes, like if she was playing Offer. herself, like boom. I don't yeah, that's, see any. That's like the only time for me. Yeah. But I'm looking at her like acting history, and 90% of her roles was her playing herself. How I Met Your Mother, she played Kim Kardashian. Brother Max Kim Bender Kardashian. said she's not even good at taking the D. Ouch. Ruthless. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Hartman says, did she even take the D in her porn? I don't know. I turned it off. She did. She did. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, just because you have a reality show and there's some kind of like, and you used to be married to Kanye West and he's on Instagram screaming about how your men are nothing but sperm donors and how each Kardashian slept with like everybody in the NBA. You know, it doesn't mean we need her in a Marvel movie. Yeah, but oh, to be a Laker player. Kendall well, Jenner is my favorite Kardashian. Yeah, is that because she's dating Devin Booker? Yeah, and she's hot. Kendall Kendall Jenner's a smoke show, dude. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I mean, they're all kind of hot. Yeah, but Kendall Jenner's the only one that looks like a real human being that doesn't have, you know, won't topple over. I, like I heard the they're all super hairy, too. <laughs> he likes the mom. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris Jenner. <laughs> Ish is Ish is into Caitlyn. <laughs> wow! Actually, the true hero is their dad, Robert Kardashian, because he got OJ off. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. She he produced this some so, smoke shows. He'll always she, have that. Kim Kardashian's off. actually a very intelligent. I mean, she passed the bar, didn't she? I don't know if she has yet. I know she was like on that journey. They have to work. Don't they have to like work under somebody for so long? I'm not sure. I, yeah, I don't know, but I, I know she passed law school. No, she didn't go to law school. She found a lawyer to practice under in California. You don't have to go to law school. You can just train <laughs> under somebody and then take the, for so many years and then take the bar. I believe that's what she's doing. Oh, I thought she went to school. Nah. I read TMZ. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> got to keep up she on passed, his pop culture. She passed the baby bar. I have no idea what the fuck. Yeah, that dude, is. they got some crazy laws out there when it comes to like law, get, becoming a lawyer. Anybody can become a lawyer out there as long as they got a little like hookup. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to go be a lawyer. <laughs> Hartman says she likes. She's like the. An ordained minister of lawyers. Look, I'm not a fan of hers, but let's be real. She's extremely wealthy, and it's because she's been smart oh, yeah. about the choices she's made. She's definitely yeah. intelligent in her own she's way. Good, good businesswoman. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know that that mom. She is doesn't leave her house without here. getting paid. The the yes. mom is the mom is who made them. Yes. The Hollywood megastars or whatever. I don't know what you would call them. Reality megastars. They're like influencers that are. Yeah, they're. It's crazy. I call them delicious. You call them delicious. I don't understand it. I have no interest in any of these Jenners and Kardashians. Kendall Kendall Jenner is so fine. That still doesn't mean I have any interest in following her. Like I just, I don't. Oh no, 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 no. Any of them have to say. I only see. uh, I only see when Devin Booker posts a picture with her. I thought they broke up. I I thought I saw. They got back together. All right. Well, there you go. They're back together. I follow him on Twitter. So who would we rather see in the MCU, Tom Hanks or Kim Kardashian? Tom Hanks, because he's an actual Hanks. actor. Tom Hanks. He's an actual uh, actor. Now, what he would play, I have was, no idea. That was too easy. No, yeah. man, I don't know, because if you think about it, if Kim comes, she's bringing all her sisters. I've already seen good. Kim come. We don't need to see it again. You can go to Brazzers to see Kim come. Send me a link. Is it in high def? Well, no. according, to, according to Max, she didn't. It's filmed on one of those fucking Max uh, Bender, flip not cams. Max. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. Remember those back, flip cams? It's filmed on back one of those. In, back in the day. Yep. I'm going Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And here comes here comes leftover Zaggy. Kim K multiverse of butt stuff. Yes, sir. Joe's doing said Kim could only play Kim, and she nobody the wants to see that. Greasiest butt I've ever seen. The breeziest, greasiest, like the, the she greasiest? she uh, years ago she posted these nude photos of her, and for some reason her ass looked so greasy. Just this oh yeah, the one where yeah. she has the thing around her neck, and she's yeah, she was covered in baby oil, dude. Yeah, I she know what you're up. talking about. Have you seen the most no, was, recent one she posted on Instagram? Really no, What's that? She posted a good one on uh, Instagram the other day. A good you one. You don't follow Kim K? Uh, no. No. You guys. <laughs> you got to get I'm out good. more, man. Kim K? She is very well, attractive. We all know what, we'll what Stumbling Jedi it. does in that hotel room when he's, <laughs> he's all by himself. <laughs> I like leech Kim K in, in baby oil. Dude. I'm telling you, it's the baby oil out. I bet you, if you look at his search history, it's filled with nothing but big wet butts. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got terabytes downloaded of big wet butts on his hard drive. <laughs> no, man, I stream it. Mm. <laughs> Don't take up that valuable gigabyte. Stick boy says, Fappin' yeah. Jedi. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, more Marvel news. John Hamm. Has been fan cast as any number of comic book characters over the years, with fans bringing him up as possible Batman, possible Superman, and a studio even came very close to making him Mr. Sinister in the X-Men franchise. The Madman and Confess, Fletch Star can't say much about his future with comic book superheroes, but he is hoping to get involved in one way or another. Ham joined comicbooks.com. Um Chris Killen, where he got into the weeds on his love for comics and his near miss with the Marvel Universe. Fingers crossed, ham teased. That's all I could say about any of that stuff. Who do you so think it sounds he like was there like, might be something in the works with the old John Ham, huh? Who do you think he was gonna play? He says near miss, so it sounds like it, it Yeah, was... he's gonna play it, it's right there. I read it. He's gonna play Mr. Sinister in the X-Men franchise. 
He was supposed to be Mr. Sinister. And oh, I, I was thinking Marvel Universe, like outside of X-Men. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't connect those two statements. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what was what was the movie that he was in when they all went to that hotel? There was like the. Oh, um, oh yeah, that... something to El Royale. Y- yes. Oh, fast, fast times. Fast... Oh, I was El gonna Royale. say. I was yeah. gonna say fast times at the El Royale. Fast times at the El Royale. <laughs> that was a great movie. That, that was, was a solid movie. movie. He played a great role. Yeah. He was the detective, right? Or he worked for like some government agency or something. That was yeah, the one with either. like the secret viewing windows into each. Is that the same movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. Of, of all the people you've listed so far, this is the only one I would actually want to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. Like, I like that. What? Him. I don't know. I just think he's a good actor. He's, he's a good looking guy. He could play a superhero or a villain or. Any number he always of characters. seems he always seems like a like like a background actor. Like he it's never he he's never like the starring role in anything. I mean, he was the star of Mad Men for like five yeah, six that, years. Yeah, that that's it. That and that was pretty much his first thing, but like everything I've seen since then, I mean he was in tag. Richard Jewel and he was Yeah, and even in Tag, like it's not even really his movie. Like there's people in that there's other people in that movie that kind of take center know. stage he's good at kind of playing a hard-ass cop you could make him the head of damage control i guess like but i think there's a lot of things you could do with uh with john ham silver surfer well, maybe john he comes Wolf. in at- oh, no john ham is ben grim i wasn't thinking any fantastic Four john ham is a ham sandwich Ooh, I really, <laughs> he is I, really think the, I thought he was I really, terrible in Top Gun too. I thought his acting was awful. I don't know why. He yeah, but those, that's always the kind of he's character that he plays. You know what I mean? Like he's in the movie for maybe twenty percent of the movie. It seems like. like Apparently, he's, he's like, like horse, one, so. note, one note fluff. That dude has no weight on screen. He was in Bridesmaids only for like twenty percent of the movie. Top Gun. You can barely hack it in those car insurance commercials. <laughs> Although um, his Apple TV commercials are pretty funny. He could he could be the new cable. Do you think they're going to recast cable? Well, yeah, because they're not going to have Cyclops. They're not going to have him play Thanos and Cable in the same universe. Why not? I mean, they could, but I would. Okay there was rumors it. they were looking at Vin Diesel to play Groot and Black Bolt, but Groot is a voice of role. So is so is Thanos. Uh, his is a, a lot of mocap though too. He Josh does Berlin look like Josh a lot of mocap. Yes, yeah, I I think people like would look past it. I think people would look past it. Ooh, I mean, if they're Stick not... Boy says John Hamm is the Beyonder. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I uh, I think John I don't know Hamm if they're doing like. X-Men. A... Hellfire comic book. I'm not sure what that. Yeah, means. he was in that. He's a, he was also featured in that as well. I mean, he could be Mister Sinister. Still, just the X Men are coming. What movie were they going to put Mister Sinister in in the X Men universe? It was supposed to follow up. Um... It was supposed to follow Apocalypse. I thought they set yes. it up at Apocalypse. Yes, they set it up at the end of Apocalypse. There's a post-credit scene there, and then like they went Aladdin. with Dark Phoenix instead, which was a fucking train wreck. Yeah, and which, there was a ironically train wreck enough. Yeah, ironically enough, you said it was a train wreck, and the train wreck was the best part of that movie. 
Yeah, we talked about the Couch Cruncher. Sam was talking about how, you know, movies, action movies, always got to have a train scene. Got to have that train scene. It's the best part of the movie. The rest of the movie is just yeah. complete dog shit. I'm trying to see what he is getting paid, but it's not out there yet. I wonder if they, they're they going with him. Maybe he's a little under budget as opposed to anybody else. If he's always had these smaller roles, maybe they're going to give him a bigger role and be a little cheaper. Yeah, I don't I think, think he's top tier at all. I think that those days for Marvel doing that are done now, though. Like they're just there. These movies are pretty much guaranteed to be damn near billion dollar movies. So they just go after whoever they want to play the role now. Yeah, they're going to sell. Think they're trying to buy anybody at a budget anymore. Good point. Especially with the names that have been leaked that are supposedly going to be in movies coming out is like that's some big budget actors yeah right there, denzel man. like that's got to cost a pretty penny what were some of the other names on that do do is john there a slide in there for that? that list john boyega henry cavill uh jody comier uh daisy edgar jones john krasinski jean carlo esposito and denzel washington denzel's definitely the most expensive on that list absolutely which I, I have a feeling that this list might be pretty accurate because, I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. Well, we'll just talk about it now. We'll, Screw it. We'll find out for sure 10 a.m. to like noon yeah. is when they're doing so this. A new so ro- a new rumor set to be on the ground at D23, who is a very credible source, has said that Free Guys Jody Comier will be announced by Marvel Studios at D23, who her name is on the list to be there. To play the Invisible Woman in Fantastic Four movie. Jodie Comer will likely be announced by Marvel Studios at D23 as part of the Fantastic Four cast in the role of the Invisible Woman. He added, um, he added, which is the unnamed source, that he's been hearing Comer's name attached to the role for the last two months. The other names for Sue Storm have come out during that time. However, Comer is seemingly the frontrunner for the Invisible Woman with Marvel's D23 panel slated for Saturday, September 10th. I'm down I'm for man. it. Yeah, I think of all the fan castings that we went over last week, I said she was my favorite, so I'm I'm in. Well, those weren't fan castings; those were those were Whatever. rumored to be Marvel's. Yeah, the rumors. Yeah, she was the only one that that I was like, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is why I don't think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe John Krasinski will be Reed Richards. That's a pretty big age gap, if so. But I wouldn't be surprised if John Krasinski wasn't Reed Richards because they want to go with a younger cast so that the Fantastic Four can be a part of the MCU for the next 15, you know, 20 years. Not that John Krasinski couldn't. He's not like he's an old man. But, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be a superhero into his 60s at that point. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think John Boyega is doing? Nothing. I mean, and you think he, he's Human Torch or something? I was going to say the Human Torch, maybe if they want to go, you know. No, because I think they caught a lot of backlash from doing that in the last Fantastic Four movie because it makes no sense that what as because her and because Johnny Blade, oh yeah they or, were adoptive or whatever because yeah Sue they're brothers and, they Sue Storm and him yeah, are true, they, brother and sister. So yeah, what could he be playing? I mean, could it be Ben Grimm? I mean, I he think, might not. I think he might be in X Men. He might not be in in Fantastic Four at all. Yeah, yeah. He could be something else. He could be Bishop. 
um, I don't know. I doubt, I doubt Bishop. I don't, I don't see him as Bishop. See, because I think from this list here, Denzel, X-Men. Jean Carlos Esposito, X-Men. Krasinski, Fantastic Four. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones, I don't even know who that is. Who is that? Yeah, I was I was just looking her up and I watched Get the coupon. I think I watched this one with her in it, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know her. Oh, either. she's in that Crawdads movie that my wife. Oh, where the Craw- oh, that's right. She's the lead in the Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay, so who's I'm the lead in Rogue One? What's her name? Um, the one from because that's who I was thinking when I heard. Oh, the name. Felicity Felicity Jones, I think is her name. Felicity Jones. Okay. So yeah, I'm thinking this is all X Men and Fantastic Four because I'm thinking John Boyega is probably X Men, Henry Cavill, Doctor Doom, Fantastic Four, Jodie Comer, Fantastic Four, of course Sue Storm, Daisy Edgar Jones, probably X Men, John Krasinski, Fantastic Four, Jean Carlos Esposito, X Men, and Denzel Washington, X Men. See, I'm but Taron Edgerton's not on this list. We need that oh, confirmation. If that doesn't, but happen, his, I think he's not on this list because his name was already out there. He's already a, confirmed that he's more he's or been less in talks confirmed. with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah so this isn't this isn't just this isn't the only people that are going to be there. Is what you're saying? You're thinking right. that there's going to be other people there as well. I'm thinking that's the big list that has been leaked, and like if we know. Anything that's coming out days before their press conference, just like with San Diego, every almost every single thing that they announced was being trademarked showed up at Hall H. So I wouldn't be surprised think, if. What do you think Daisy Daisy Edgar Jones is playing? You think she's Kitty Pride or something? She might be Kitty Pride. She could potentially Jean? be Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, maybe Rogue. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised maybe, yeah. if Rogue, because there's been a lot of rumors flying around that Rogue shows up in the Marvels. So yeah, I I think that could be cool. So I wonder if John, do you think they do? Uh, do you think they do a uh, maybe John Boyega what? Cyclops? That's what I was just thinking. What do they call that it, race? What do they? What have they been calling that? Race bending, you, race swapping. I don't know. Race swap what or whatever. About. Yeah. Maybe he's playing Cyclops, and if he is playing Cyclops, it would make sense if they were also casting Jean Grey. Yeah, in that. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, I mean that would make sense because right there, and I mean, look, right there on screen, you've got two, well, three for potential Fantastic Four, and then three for well, yeah, three for X Men, four. Four for do, you, do you guys not think that that age difference between Jodie Comer and Krasinski is too big, though? I don't. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's difference? like. I feel, I feel like she's in her twenties and he's in his forties. I mean, he's a good-looking forty-year-old man. <laughs> Eric Williams says John Boyega is a gender-swapped storm. <laughs> I don't think that. Twenty-nine. Would go very well. okay. She's almost thirty. I said she was in her twenties. I was right. I was thinking late twenties. Forty-two. That's a pretty big age gap. But... That is a. Pretty big age gap. She looks, she looks young. Yeah, but he yeah, looks but... good for forty-two. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> he, he absolutely does. He, he yeah, absolutely. And it wouldn't be our first time of having a male lead that's ten to fifteen years older than the female lead. Yeah, in, in a movie that You're happens right. quite frequently. Yeah, I mean, thirteen yeah. years difference between Joe's them. Dolan's right. Makeup Reed always looks look older, older than 
Reed has always looked older than Sue Storm. He's always had the salt and pepper thing going so, on. and Yeah, that's true. I think, man, I don't know. Like, Denzel is Magneto. It just sounds intriguing to me, but I don't, like, I can't visualize it in my head. I wouldn't be surprised if we're all saying Jodie Comer is Sue Storm. She's Sue Storm, and then she's something completely different. Yeah, maybe know. she's Jean Grey. Yeah, maybe <laughs> or, she's Rogue. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have a feeling or that she's, she's Storm. definitely Sue Storm. Storm. I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> then, then the internet would explode. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. If the they cast a white woman, and, yeah, it doesn't go the doesn't, other way. It doesn't go well. <laughs> That's not allowed. And then John Boyega can be Sue Storm. Everybody would be happy. There we go. I don't know, like... That's the one that's a big question mark for me because he's he's had so much controversy with shooting his mouth off and Star Wars and he's just had a lot of controversy with join, dealing with Disney. Why would they want to bring him back? Why would they want you to know, continue to work with him? It's possible he's on this list and it might not even have anything to do with Marvel. It could yeah, it could be Star Wars. Yeah, too. there is a Lucasfilm thing at the expo. The Marvel and Star Wars news is being done at yeah, the same they're... time. But he said he doesn't want to be back in Star Wars. Yeah, but I guess he could just be Disney money. You can if you. I mean, if you make as much money as they do, you probably could turn it down. But he could just be there to be on the panel. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be cast as anything. Yeah, we're gonna find out tomorrow. Yeah, so we're speculating about all this, and all of our listeners on Monday are gonna be like, "We already know the answer." Idiots, (laughs) stupid assholes, you're wrong. You're wrong. But where is D twenty three? Uh probably Anaheim. Yeah, I was thinking Anaheim, but yeah, I'll be honest, Sticks. I don't think John Boyega is a very good actor, so I don't I don't really I don't really care. I I thought he was the weakest part of Star Wars tell you truth. Wasn't he supposed to be the main focus of Star Wars and then it turned? Uh, that's what some people say. They some people think that they rewrote it because they didn't want a black character to be leading it. I don't know that that's true or not, but he's not that great of an actor. So I I wasn't thinking that there was anything nefarious like that. But well, there's a lot of people that do. But you know, that's because everyone wants to associate Disney with being racist just because Walt Disney was an incredibly giant racist. Yep. Yeah. But I mean around that same time i mean they were having black panther was out wasn't it like in around the time that last jedi came out um i don't think i, I don't know i don't i want to say no but i can't remember i don't know guys I, we keep talking about like casting Pan- um no that's black phone oh that's a great movie have you guys watched that one no. no, dude, that Black Panther fun. was 2018. Yeah, Last Jedi was 2017. 17, yeah. so about a year apart. I don't think there's a race thing there. I think that they just maybe saw Daisy Ridley. What's her name? Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Oh, I had it right. Okay, as maybe just a better tent. I, well, I not just that. I think they saw it as a better marketing tool. Like you're. You're having a female, you're empowering a female lead, and they just saw everything that was going to do for him versus John Boyega. Plus, like you guys said, John Boyega was not a good actor. 
Yeah, I just don't think he's very, very good. But it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time. Netflix declares it's Morbin time, adding Morbius to its streaming library. Netflix originally added Morbius to its streaming library with the film iconic tagline, letting fans know that it was Morbin time and it has finally arrived. I'm confused by this because didn't Sony sign a deal with Disney to be the streaming? Like, Disney I thought all this stuff was coming this. to Hulu. Disney doesn't want this hot garbage on. It doesn't. I don't think so because you've got the amazing. You got the. I think it's the three Spider-Man movies on Netflix, and then you got the uh, Amazing Spider-Man one on Netflix. But I'm not. I thought. I thought. I cares. I thought there was. Yeah, this was hot garbage. But I thought that that like Spider-Man No Way Home was on Stars right now, and then when the Stars deal closes it's going to disney plus uh, is that like weird like con- contractual stuff that they have as far as why they can do that yeah so it says on april 21st 2021 disney and sony reach windows deal that can sling spider-man to disney plus for the first time along with reach across hulu abc fx and more uh-oh ladies and gentlemen it's that time for what's ish housing What's Ish eating this week as he waves what looks and appears to be a burrito as he mutes and unmutes himself? And mutes himself <laughs> it's a roast beef sandwich. A roast beef sandwich. Nothing crazy. Roast beef sandwich. So Stick says Disney gets Sony movies 13 months after they come off theatrical. But when does that start, Sticks? It's Mormon time. Because... Listen, Disney is probably like, no, you can have Morbius. We don't want that shit on our, on our channel. Well, I think, I think though, if you sign a contract, Disney doesn't really get a say on which ones they want to put on there. Then which oh, I'm sure they, they do. It's Disney, bro. They get a say about everything. I don't. You know. work if you work for Disney. I bet you they get a say in what color underwear you wear during the week. I mean, they have Wolverine Origins on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean X Men Origins. <laughs> x-men origins wolverine or whatever the fuck Dog they call shit. it Dog which shit. i would put almost as equal to morbius i can tell that young gravy down there is super excited for its morbid time i have a question about the streaming and contract stuff it, can someone explain to me why like hulk is not on paramount owns it, it. Is that kind of like a similar situation or universal Universal owns it? Yeah. Think of like Marvel makes the Spider-Man movies pretty much. Sony owns the character. That's how Hulk was. But apparently that contract ends in 2025. So that's why there's been rumblings about a world (laughs) World war Hulk movie coming out that Paramount will not be involved with. Got it. Got it. Is it universal? Yeah, it's universal. Which one was pair? Oh, Paramount released Iron Man, right? Yeah, but that was they released all of them. Paramount released like the whole first phase. Okay, I was just trying to figure out where I before put Disney bought from. it. Universal owns the Hulk, but after 2025, it, it's kind of the same deal that that Sony and Disney came up with for Spider Man. But apparently, it's a that, little different. That like expires. Things, yeah. yeah, Sticks is saying um, so. Morbius comes off three days after it was released, so June 2024. interesting i don't i mean I don't yes care. but it wasn't 
I thought it was released like February. Didn't that movie come out in like January or February? Something like that. So that's not 13 mm. months. So it's 13 months after the theatrical run ends. Oh, when it ends. Yeah, that's what I was interpreting. Gotcha. That, yes. that would make more sense. And they put it back out in theaters, did they? So does that restart the timer? They put it back out in theaters and nobody went and saw it. And then they tried to do another fan campaign where people were like, no, we'll re- sorry, we were all busy that day. We'll really go see it this time. But it never <laughs> it never worked. Um, April 1st, 2022 is when uh, Morbius hit theaters. Was it April? I thought it was. Yes, June. it was April. It was January. They pushed it. You remember? Okay. Yeah. All right. April yeah. this year. And the and we were thinking that they didn't want to eat into the Spider-Man train, but <laughs> I think it was just because they knew it sucked. Joe's Doolin said, "I think it made about twenty six dollars on re-release." <laughs> <laughs> Two people saw it. Ah. <laughs> uh, and sad news, Amazon cancels its television adaptation of Paper Girls just after one season. Though the sci-fi series will be shopped at another outlet by Legendary, this news comes after the sci-fi series pre- uh, premiered its eight-episode first season on July 29th, which received a mostly positive response from critics and audiences alike, with its Rotten Tomato score being 90% and its audience score boasting 88%. While Paper Girls will not be returning to Prime Video, it will be reportedly shopped around by Legendary Television to other outlets. This was a fucking awesome show. This show was awesome. And Prime canceled it. It begs me to wonder why, especially with like the 88% audience fresh rate and 90% critic. Like, I don't think many people knew about it because I would talk about it and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I don't think Amazon advertised it as well as they should oh they They advertised the shit out of it dude and it was all over san diego comic-con like they they advertised the hell out of it how many how many reviews are (laughs) does it show you it's 88 percent? but like how many people actually actually reviewed it oh let's go to rotten tomatoes i'm guessing it just didn't have the the audience that's what i would assume i mean but it was completely different than what i thought it was going to be like when i when Anna and I watched it. I was like, oh, this is not at all what I was expecting. Uh, yeah, so it had 443 audience reviews, 63 critic reviews. So in comparison, what does the boys have? Um, probably ridiculous. Yeah, I so I agree with the chat who's saying they don't think it was marketed well i really had only heard of this show because matt was excited about it and we talked about it on the podcast i never I really saw, saw any it. advertisement for it i didn't uh, yeah, the I boys didn't. it's not showing me the boys but it did better than the boy well in some aspects um average tomato score for the boys 93 percent with an 86 percent audience score pretty on par if you would i mean it's on par similar scores for the two of them but i would i would bet to say that 443 audience reviews is not a lot no i would too this show probably would have done better on netflix because netflix does advertise it shows better than anybody else i mean i was watching uh the football game last night and saw two two commercials for knives out coming out like netflix does a really good job advertising i don't think amazon did that great of a job and I think the boys only does well because 
word of mouth just kind of takes fire. I, I rarely see trailers for the boys either. I've seen tons of marketing for the boys, but, but that also might be because that fits well into the algorithm that that uh, is my interests. It's sad to see Paper Girls go bye-bye. I mean, I hope it gets... It'll probably be saved by Netflix or somebody else, but... Did you watch it, see. Max? No, I haven't. It's an awesome show, dude. It, I I actually said thank you, Matt, for turning me onto it because I hadn't even known about it before Matt said anything. Did that make sense, what I just said? Yes. <laughs> Good job, Lance. King of the Hills, long-awaited and anticipated revival, will not air on Fox. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the revival of King of the Hill will not be returning to its original network, though the co-creator Mike Judge confirmed that the animated series still has very good chances of happening. That's not going to be with Fox. Fox Entertainment President Michael Thorne said, We love the team and we love the show. It's obviously part of our animation legacy, but we're really focusing on animation in is launching the new kind of the next wave of signature animated series while still having our great legacy shows. I think you should go to streaming, put it on Hulu. I, I think mean, it'll go to cartoon network or comedy central or FX. Um, but I love King of the Hill, man. I, I watch reruns I, all the time. I, I would like Paramount to see it would be a good home for it. Yeah. Paramount, I would like yeah. to see it. Which I love the Beavis and Butthead revival. Yeah, it's funny. Beavis and Butthead's hilarious. But like I would love to see it go to streaming just so they can maybe make it a little bit more adult and not so network friendly. It's all my heart, man. Me and me and Aaron watch Beavis and Butthead every Friday night together. Um, and sad fact, my fucking eight month old daughter likes Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I was, so Aaron had to go have a sleep study last night, so I was home alone with her and we were give, I was giving her her last bottle of the night, and I was like, I'm going to watch last week's Beavis and Butthead. So I turned it on and because I fell asleep while Aaron and I were watching it. So I turned it on, and she goes from just about being to sleep to wide awake as soon as the theme music starts. And she watched the entire episode, and then once it was over, she fell asleep. <laughs> so Aaron had a sleep study, huh? Yeah. I've done one of those. They put, like, this headgear on you. makes you look like a predator. Uh, well, she didn't have headgear. They attach nodes right to your head now. Oh really? Yeah. I had wires all over me. I was like, well, of course I'm not. Yeah, be that's well. Yeah, but they just stick it like right to your head now. They don't put like a head a headgear on you anymore. Oh yeah, this was like a headband that had wires everywhere. Looked like yeah, dreadlocks. I had to have one done uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, and I just your man here and out. You know what I've been saying. I love King of the Hill. Uh, we got another greatness added to, um, presented to us by our beautiful, a beautiful chat. Share my screen here. What am I eating? <laughs> Starring Ish. I had that's to look not down. roast beef. Come on, that's turkey. I had to look down because I'm like, is that from today? <laughs> nope. They grabbed an older picture. I'm looking at that sandwich. <laughs> oh man! Very disapprovingly. I I haven't watched a lot of King of the Hill, but I I need to because I know there's an episode where Bobby is like dating a vegetarian or something like that, and then they break up, and he just like eats like a twenty pound steak in front of her to get back at her. 
uh, or something you, like that. You can watch the entire series on Hulu. I believe it's all on Hulu. I said twenty pound. I meant like twenty ounce, but still, oh. he eats like a massive steak in front of him. Like this is so fun. So I remember, funny. he makes he makes uh, Bob uh, Hank makes Bobby smoke an entire carton of cigarettes when he catches him smoking. Dude, this show, this show's just so good, man. Yeah. Except for the fact that they Joe's doing the Bobby smoking episode is my favorite episode. Yeah, it's funny, dude. Propane and propane Pro- accessories. Propane. I can't even do Propane. the voice. Boom! Boom! <laughs> oh, the Propaniacs episode is one of my favorites, where they start, where Bobby starts like the the propane comedy group, or when he becomes a uh, fat kid male model. That's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show, man. No, no animation really ma- matches King of the Hill, dude. Like. Simpsons, like it was funny. Family Guy, yes, like, was a different kind of humor. Yep, that's my that purse. One. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think Brittany Murphy's coming back. But I would be surprised if they write her out of the show. They just continue the what show. What role did she play? The she was Luann. She was. That's right. The the daughter, the niece, the niece, the niece that lived there, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she married Lucky, who was voiced by um, oh my God, Tom Petty. And then now they're both dead, so I bet you they just continue the show without those two characters. Yeah. So, moving on, big news: Wally makes cinematic history as the first Pixar film to be introduced into the Criterion Collection per t- Criterion's announcement on September eighth. Um. Wally is among the few animated films to earn such an honor since the Criterion Collection was founded in 1984. I Ish, is this a big deal? Yeah, it is. Criterion for like physical media, Blu-rays and stuff. Criterion Collection is is top notch. It's the best. They do they do amazing remastering. You know, there's oh, is that what it is? features it's... are always incredible. Yeah, I have a few. Yeah, so they're going to take Wally and they're going to they're going to do like a full 4K remaster, make it pristine, and then it'll be just loaded with bonus. So for like for movie fans, yeah, I mean I love you know when one of my favorite movies it gets criteria criterionized, so to speak. They do good stuff. I never knew what it meant. Yeah, it's like just like it's like the best of the best of the movies, right, Ish? Kid. Yeah, I mean, it's always we always laugh because they actually have more Michael Bay movies than they have Martin Scorsese movies. But and didn't they just put like the entire like Godzilla franchise in Criterion? Um, I don't know, about like the that. classic Godzillas. It's very possible. I mean, that's that's you know they they adapt like Kurosawa movies and stuff like that. Like the yeah, best here. way to get just some this of the most right final classic cinema. This is Spinal Tap. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Sons of the Lambs. Sons of the Lambs. Sid and Nancy. Uh, I want to say, I think Clerks might even be a Criterion movie. Oliver Twist. Time Armageddon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Best movie ever Armageddon and The Rock. So good. Insomnia. Have you watched this one? Ooh, Insomnia is great. Insomnia is awesome. 
Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, uh, Chris Nolan Insomnia. Yeah, Monty yeah. Python. Like before, before he started getting weird. Who, who's this? Oh, Norway. No, this is the. I it's bet you. Movie. Yeah, this is probably the original one. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was. A yeah, because that was a remake. Correct. Yeah, of a Scandinavian. Mike Bryan's on there. Rushmore. How many movies are actually in? Oh, there's Chasing Amy. Oh, there you go. Looks like there's a lot. Then it is Chasing Amy instead of Clerks. Yeah. I thought Clerks. It, I thought it was Clerks, but Chasing Amy. Do the right thing. BC Boys video anthology. I, what is the what is the the um, the like what are the qualifications to be in this like little because there's some shit in here that like they literally have Beastie Boy music videos in the Criterion Collection. I don't know. Look it up. I don't know what the qualification for it is. I just know it's a I big mean, deal. Like, a, a big qualification is like cultural significance. And if Wally that has that. Has. Wally has that. Fuck yeah, it does. I would think it was Pixar's like biggest movie. Hey, Wally's a fantastic movie, dude. Oh, I love, I love Wally. That's not what I'm saying, but like, didn't. Wouldn't you say like Up was a bigger movie? No. I think Wally accurately predicted where this country is going. We're all gonna be fat slobs floating around in little hover chairs. <laughs> that is the most optimistic view I've heard all night, Matt. <laughs> yep. We're all a bunch of barren Harkonnens. <laughs> there is Oh, the numbers disappeared. I'm trying to figure out how many movies there are. A lot. Every year, um, Barnes and Nobles has like a huge Criterion. Like, a, like in their movies section, they have a separate section just for the Criterion movies. And every year, they do a fifty percent off sale, and it's just oh my, I go crazy. Including, including Wally, there's one thousand one hundred sixty-one movies in the Criterion collection. Wow, it's a lot. If they have some movies in here, I'm like, how? Why is that? La Yorona is in it. Remember that horror movie? I think that's in the. Isn't that in the Conjuring series? I don't know. I'm not sure. Shaft. Talking Shaft with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, man. Every Sam oh, no, Jackson no, no. movie this should be the first one. This was original, nineteen seventy-one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaft. They have a subcategory of Sam, Sam Jackson Christian movies Dale in the criteria. The original? No, the uh, Samuel <laughs> Jackson one. I don't know. I don't know the if Jackson I've ever Singleton. seen that. I've I've never seen it. I just know that it's a Samuel L. Jackson movie. It's got Christian Bale in it. Oh yeah. yeah, Shaft. See, Joe's Doolin knows all his Kurosawa DVDs are Criterion. That's the way to do it. I really need to watch HBO Max has some uh, Kurosawa movies. I really need to watch those. They have the Irishman in here. Yeah, I, I still have fine. 
It's not one of Scorsese's best. It's, it's Irishman was awesome. I thought it was fine, but it, so it, it says the Criterion Correction. The Criterion is a distribution company that specializes in distributing films that are widely <laughs> critically acclaimed or movie uh, or move the film medium forward somehow. They do not just release the movies though; they will restore them, add a, essays and document and documentaries about their making, and generally make the DVD or Blu-ray you're buying special somehow. Without Criterion, some of the best films ever made would be 10 times harder to get your hands on. And the movie being released by Criterion is basically the film world saying this movie is worth your time. Yeah, that's it. So big, important stuff, y'all. So watch Wally, Disney, Disney Plus. Watch it tonight. It's a great movie. You know, I probably will pick this up. I'll probably get this when this is released. But they're doing 4K now, and I don't have 4K yet. Just buy an Xbox, dude. Get with the time. You gotta get a 4K TV. Then you gotta get a 4K. You don't have a 4K. And then I got a thousand. When's the last double dip and upgrade to 4K? When's the last time you bought a a TV? He's still got a, one of those old uh, me? tube televisions. You can get a freaking yeah. entry-level 4K TV for like 400 bucks. Less than that. I don't, I don't want no entry-level television. His his TV still has the the, the dials that you have to like tune in. Click when you turn <laughs> yeah. And you got to turn to like the channels one through ten are on this dial and the channel. Yeah, it doesn't have an HDMI input. He's got, a, got, he's got these plasma, adapters. Samsung plasma TV. It's pretty dope. Oh, if you have plasma, it's been years since you bought a TV. He's got a Tilla. Yeah, that's that like I didn't really buy it. Makes... It, was, it was gifted to me. He makes a Tilla sitting on top of this te- television set with a coat hanger with some yeah, tin know, foil on it. I'm Max pretty sure they I... stopped selling plasmas in like 2008, 2009. Yeah, hey, Max pl- I... It's still super sharp. I, I like the plasma. Plasma is a good technology. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, screen burned. Yeah, that, that was the only downside. That you they were the best for gaming, internet. though. Their refresh rates and input latency were so much better. But uh, Max and I have the same um, TCL TV, and that I think that one's only three hundred bucks, and it looks awesome. Yeah, I love that TV. It's a fifty-five inch, three hundred bucks. It's a good TV. All right. Well, that's it for our geek news. Let's get into a little bit of video game news. Watch your ears, Lance. Other news coming out of D23 today, Marvel and Skydance New Media revealed their mysterious new game. Uh, it is an Avengers game. Well, not Avengers. It's a Captain America Black Panther game. It takes place uh, during World War II. Captain America Black, Pan- Black Panther is a Paris adventure. According to the Simac trailer, players can take on the role of either Cap or Black Panther. A uh, Dora Marlott, I gotta say, a Dora, I can usually pronounce this word. Melage, Dora Melage, or Soldier as they uh, battle Hydra forces. The trailer implies much of the action takes place in Paris. The trailer gave no release window. A press release revealed that as the game's narrative unfolds, players will be able to play as um, four characters, a young Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, Azuri T'Challa grandfather, uh, Azuri T'Challa's grandfather, 
and the World War II era Black Panther. Gabriel Jones, a U.S. soldier and member of the Howling Commandos, um, and the leader of the Fleeting Wakanda Spy Network. So, yeah, no yeah. name, right? We don't Linali. know what it's called. No name. No, yet. the game doesn't have a name yet. No, we got no name yeah. for the game yet. Yeah, we don't really know too much about this. The trailer looked cool. cool. The trailer looked cool. It looked. It sounds like a fun idea. Something I'd be interested in. <laughs> Joe Dillon says, "Yeah, the last Avengers game was a real success." <laughs> Dora, Dora Milaje. Yeah, I can usually pronounce it. Tonight I'm not with it. Tonight is just not my night. Yeah, the Avengers game wasn't good, but this isn't the same developers, so I wouldn't really hold that over their head here. Well, and, and Guardians Skydance. was good. And... Yeah, and Skydance has made some good good games, haven't they? Uh, honestly, I don't know. That's uh, not a studio that off the top of my head I'm able to list the games right now. Marvel's Midnight Suns revealed its new release date with a gameplay trailer at D23. According to the trailer, which showcases more of the game's signature turn-based card format, which has turned me off to this game now. Marvel's Midnight Sun will release on December 2nd, 2022. This comes weeks after the game suffered a second delay, which pushed it back from October release date. Seeing that it's a turn-based card format combat turned me off to this game completely. Yeah, you didn't so, know that? I've been turned mm-hmm. off from like the get-go because of that. No, what does that I, mean? I didn't know that. So you use like when you're in combat, you use special cards. Like think of Yu-Gi-Oh. You use special cards for like power-ups or for special attacks, um, different combos, things like that. But turn base means like they they throw something and then turn base is like Final Fantasy, where like yeah, you get to attack and then you're it's like Pokemon. You get to attack and then they get to attack and then you get to attack and then they get to attack. So yeah, no thanks. Yeah, it it definitely um, turned me off when I I read that. And you play as a brand new character who is customizable, and you play alongside these other Marvel heroes. So, so here here's a little bit of an uh, example of what the combat looks like. They picked a card. They're going to do an attack. Pick another card. Oh fuck this game. Yeah, it's just this isn't my style. I'm... This looks like a mobile game. Well, it doesn't look like a mobile game, but it just it's definitely super shitty that they made it. Well, there's a hard. there's a good chunk of people that like this kind of thing. It's not not me. My I... cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. So, yeah. I'm Skydance is the studio that's making uh, the new Star Wars game. They're making a new Star Wars game. Zaggy says, um, I loved XCOM and these card people for the game. Super good. I'll buy it. Yeah. X- XCOM fans <laughs> will like this. I'm not into XCOM either. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. But yeah, I'm just. Um... Hartman says, I like middle sized boobs. I don't... Not huge. All right. Cool. Where'd that come from? <laughs> don't know. Okay. But yeah, not. Uh, I'll pass on Midnight Suns now. Not not interested now. I might watch cutscenes. Uh, Marvel announces its upcoming game, World of Heroes, an AR game developed by Pokemon Go developer Niantic uh, that will allow its players to be super. 
Marvel Entertainment released a trailer for the upcoming AR game Marvel World of Heroes, developed by Niantic Labs, the same company that worked on the popular game Pokemon Go. Marvel and Niantic's collaboration will allow players to create their heroes, patrol their neighborhoods, to foil crime, and team up with their friends or iconic Marvel superheroes to save the multiverse. Players can expect to team up with iconic heroes such as Spider-Man and Captain America in their efforts to stop supervillains from wreaking havoc. That's, that's all All I need is to go from watching people walk around doing this to now, like, pretending to fight. Like, you're just going <laughs> to see somebody, like, swinging his arms or, I still like, kicking the air. And I still don't understand why they keep making these things. Weren't kids, like, walking into oncoming traffic with Pokemon? Well, yeah, and people have found dead bodies. And people have been, like, beat up and jumped from playing Pokemon Go. And it's just... It's crazy. I don't know why they're still doing this AR stuff. I didn't. I kind of felt like it was a fad. That, but I guess a, a shit ton of people play Pokemon Go. So I mean, I mean, you look at this marketing. It's it's targeted at kids. Maybe kids enjoy this. I, I'm not interested. Yeah, Pokemon Go is still huge. They have like, yeah, it is. My nephews love it. And they have like Saggy said, they have events everywhere. Um, but like, it's just. I don't know, like I said, you go from watching people flicking their fingers to to now, like, kicking and punching in the air, and I, I wonder how many, like, welfare checks you're going to get people calling the police thinking that there's just some <laughs> mentally disturbed person walking down the neighborhood, like, punching Besides and the fact, like, you're punching and kicking and stuff and holding a phone? Right. Like, I'm sure the phone insurance companies are going to love this. Hmm. You know? Think of all those deductibles to cash in on. Yeah, probably. But who knows? Whatever. Um, but yes, Zaggy, not many kids play Pokemon Go, adults play too. They came out with the Harry Potter one, and I think it kind of flopped, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the Fantastic Beasts one, I think it was, it was kind of the same idea as Pokemon Go. But I didn't yeah. include it in here, but you also got um a Tron game announced. Got um, a Mario type, a Mario Kart type Disney game announced. Um, you got a Marvel. Uh, I think it's like Marvel Smashers, like kind of like if you played um, Super Smash Brothers. No, it's like a, a card game, like Dragon Ball um, Doken Battle, it's like a battling card game for a mobile. So the Tron one got me pretty disappointed. So I went on YouTube thinking that there was going to be some Marvel news today, and I just typed D twenty three, and I saw Tron whatever the hell it's called there's a uh, and i thought it was like a tv show or a movie dude and then when i realized it was a game i was pretty pissed (laughs) and they announced an alien game as well but that's it for our video game news now let's get in to reviewing uh some tv shows Let's talk She-Hulk. Episode 4. The big episode. The episode that was supposed to have the biggest cameo known to Marvel TV history. And it was a It was a drunk, drunk sorority girl. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing happened. It was funny. It was better than last week. You got more Wong. Yeah. And the world gave you Madison. And I, I love She-Hulk. I'm really enjoying this show. 
Um, I thought last week's episode was good. I'm not one of those marks that's freaking out about Megan the Stallion twerking. I, I enjoyed watching She-Hulk twerk. Yeah, um, I, I didn't hate it. I'm just saying that it was not a highlight of the show. I do. I thought it was funny. Like this show goes to show that do not, and I repeat, do not listen to speculators who are telling you to spec on these shows anymore. Let's fucking all learn our lesson from Morbius. Stop specking on this show. Stop specking on this shit because people were specking on Johnny Blaze. Oh, and we, and I'm guilty of it too. People were like, Oh, it's going to be Johnny Blaze. It's going to be Johnny Blaze. They got a sign that says Johnny Blaze. And then Marvel fucking blue balled us by giving us Donnie Blaze. They gave us a, a, a boner joke. Yes, we got another boner joke. So just it just goes to show you that the speculation on these Disney Plus shows needs to stop. Well, do you think that like Donnie Blaze, do you think he has any relation to what we're going to see in Johnny Blaze? No. Like, why would they pick that name? Just to fuck with us? Just to fuck with people, yeah. They probably did it just to troll people, get people talking, word of mouth. You see that little you that little poster, and it looks enough like Johnny, and then they, when it comes out, it's Donnie. Yeah, it's just a misdirect hmm. to get people talking. And, and according to IMDb, we are not seeing him again in any other episodes. Well, they came so, out with a character poster today. One and done. He got a character poster for, for his character today. Donnie Blaze. Him and Madison, they just released two character posters for the both of them. I saw rejected, those, yeah. rejected Master of the Mystic Arts. And then the greatest Marvel character of all, Madison. I thought she was funny. I don't she need was. more of her, though. I, th- I thought she was she was a dumb valley girl. She played a role fine. I thought this episode was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Everyone. I I love the fact that like Did people we... are up in arms about the Soprano spoilers. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twenty years later. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, people like <laughs> the Sopranos ended in what? Two thousand seven. So if you haven't watched the Sopranos by now, you're probably never gonna watch it. So you should probably just get the fuck over it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I've never watched Sopranos. I don't even know the characters they're talking about. I could watch it and have no idea Yeah. still because I I don't know anything about the show. Can I address something oh, real quick? Man, that's one of the best shows ever for sure. I, I know that we finished our video game system, but did we really not? Did we really just gloss over the fact that they're remaking Gargoyles? It's they just are. a who cares? It's just a, that game was fucking awesome. Yeah, but it's a re- it's going to be a port, so it's probably going to be as bad as Cowboy Remastered. Collection. Yeah, that's usually a port. They're going to just okay. remaster it, but it's, it. it's not going to be. That's <laughs> fine. You buy it, Lance. Gargoyles is the shit. You buy it. But all I know is, as the more and more I pay, play the Cowabunga Collection, the more and more I regret buying it because that shit is glitchy as hell. It's, I almost it's bought it today. So much, so glitchy and laggy, like you can almost barely play the game. That sucks, man. Did you buy it digitally, Max? Did you get I, it? I haven't bought it. No, no. I bought it digitally on the on the um, Switch. I've noticed though that Switch games, like 
are pretty glitchy to begin with. Yeah, the review I saw said it was glitchy every system. Mm, I almost Just bought tough. It for Xbox today. Yeah, but I didn't want to spend forty dollars on games that I have literally have sitting in my closet. Yeah, right, Joe. <laughs> Joe says so. Wong broke an arch villain out of jail and is in court the next week filing a cease and desist. <laughs> it's true. Only the man should be prosecuted. And all because he was annoyed of a Soprano spoiler. And yeah, and we saw. Well, no, it was he was annoyed. Well, he had legitimate that concerns. Johnny Blaze, yeah, was. Yeah, but that's the straw that broke the camel back. Yeah, 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 which I think is funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty darn funny. But um, also Wong has no boundaries, man. No, he doesn't. He's just walking into her office, you know, portaling into her house. Yeah, when she's trying to get her freak on on the couch. Yeah, with... This this man's gonna walk into the freaking house when she's in the bathroom. But did you notice like his demeanor has changed since he's become Sorcerer Supreme? That he kind of thinks he's like the shit, and everybody needs to bow down to him. He is the shit. Everyone likes seeing Wong. But when Doctor Strange was Sorcerer Supreme, he was much more like Oh, Doctor Strange you say, boss? was never technically Sorcerer Supreme. I thought he was because he had the eye of of uh um... he, he lost out on he talked they talk about it. He lost out on a technicality because he blipped. Yeah, but he was before, wasn't he? I think he was like unofficially in charge during the events of Infinity War. Oh. I think. I don't think he was Sorcerer Supreme at the time, but I could. Be I think he was just—he was just tasked with protecting uh, the Time Stone. I could be wrong, but I don't. I just know that they talked about it in Spider-Man, saying that he lost out on being Sorcerer Sorcerer Supreme due to a technicality because he blipped for five years. But yeah, um, I don't know. It was it, it was a good episode. I. You That's take funny. the show at face value. I'm enjoying it. I think it's funny. Yeah. I don't think any of it has any real impact to the the universe as a whole. Like I think and, it's just meant to be kind of standalone. They'll put throw a couple cameos in, but Yeah, it's, it's meant kinda, to be a dumb comedy. And that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny that you're seeing this big green mon like this big green hulk trying to throw strap dudes and she's on dating websites and going yeah, on dates funny. with like you know it was a uh, epic evan hello it was a good cameo uh lance but i don't really think it warranted a 1 30 a.m text message that just said mother's milk yeah oh, i don't even yeah. know what you're talking about still the actor that plays mother's milk and the boys was in this episode was he one of her dates for like 30 yes, seconds yeah, he was the first one okay he was the one that was like talking about her workout routine and how much he can bench He's like, I got I bench 400 pounds. I didn't realize that was even him. His yeah. demeanor and like, I guess he's a decent actor then because <laughs> the way he was carrying himself was so much different than the character on the boys. Oh, well, my name is Kyle is right. That CGI is, is bad. She looks yeah. awful. I like that they addressed how bad her outfit looks though. Because like when she's, when she's in her uh, attorney outfit, um, she looks so bad, but that's on purpose. And her assistant's like, you need to get a new wardrobe. This does not look good. Jeez, Epic Evans' cameo was almost as quick as the Hulk in this show. Right? (laughs) (laughs) She all just must not be Epic Evans' cup of tea, and that's all right. He says, hello, (laughs) bye-bye. 
but it was a good show. I mean, like I said, you you just saw her lawyering with Wong, who, who's trying to uh, file a cease and desist against Donnie Blaze, who is a rejected master or rejected magi- magician, magician. Um, and Wong wants to stop him from using the mystic arts. He's about as skilled as Ned. Yeah, transporting drunk women to different dimensions um, and how it gets misused. And, of course, things go wrong where he opens a a portal to a demon dimension where they all start coming out, like all these little demon gremlins start coming out, and he has to get She-Hulk to come help him, who is at that time all over dating websites trying to get dates, and she finally finds a man that seemed interested in her. She takes him back to his apartment they get freaky. She's Jen Walters in the morning. He's like, nah, I'm good. Which I think Jen Walters is just as hot as Jen Walters as she is She-Hawk. I would smash both of them. Yeah, and, she's a good looking woman. Um, He's like, I'm going to go. And uh, pretty much shafts her. It's shallow. Like, I agree. I think it was, uh, I can't remember. I think it was Joe's Doolin who said it earlier that like every man in there is just like depicted as a shallow piece of shit. Except for like the, the other male lawyer that works with them. But well, yeah. and Wong. Oh, and Wong, but I'm confused by Quantum right now. Wasn't it him last week that was saying he hated this show? Yeah, and he said he watched, and then he said he watched the rest of the show and gave it a chance, and it was honestly pretty okay, pretty funny. It's just the first episode that sucked ass. He said, hmm. "But good for you, Quantum. You're you're growing." Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it though. Moving on. I'm gonna let you. I know. I'm sure Ish is excited to rant about Ring of Powers. Have a good night, guys. No, I'm just kidding. And I'm sure Max (laughs) is ready to talk about it too. So I'll turn the floor over to you boys and let you go off on Ring of Powers, a Ring of Power, Rings Rings of Power. Yes, Rings of Power. The Rings of Power. We must say it like that. That's the theme music. Great. So great review, boys. <laughs> well, I want to hear from Ish first. I, f- I feel like I've yeah. You need I haven't. I didn't get a chance to finish the third episode. Right. There's oh, only man. three episodes. Or are there yeah, four? Yeah. Just three. three. Just three. Okay. So we started the third one last night, but um, your mom had to go to bed, so we, we we'll, we'll be continuing it tomorrow. Um, and so I actually I've seen the first two episodes twice now, and nice. you know what? I dig it. I like it. I do too. I, mean, I like it a lot. A lot of it, most of it, you know, makes me feel like I'm in Middle Earth and it's Lord of the Rings. And um, yeah, I want to see where this takes us. You know, I feel like we're going to get some cool origin stories. We already got one, a big one that was like a nice cliffhanger at the end of uh, episode one. Oh, I didn't kinda, know that Sylvester Stallone was in this show. I didn't know Sylvester Stallone was in this show. Who said I don't that? Get, I don't get the joke. Cliffhanger. Oh, <laughs> over your head! Come Anyways. on, Max. You need to watch more movies. Max, would you so. agree with me that the visitor, the meteor dude, is Radagast? I don't think we he's Radagast. We witnessed the birth of the first wizard. I think that that might be a blue wizard. So if I know that they're taking liberties with Tolkien's lore. But, but it feels he's so and, earthy and mushroomy and all that stuff. That's I mean, it's giving he, me big time Radagast vibes. It could be. I so I I have a few thoughts about who that guy could be. So if you stick with Tolkien's lore, the blue wizards did arrive in the second age. So that could be a blue wizard. That's one potential. We haven't seen any blue wizards yet. 
in, in any of the movies. Um, so that could be interesting. Okay. Honestly, could it be Tom Bombadil? Oof. Wow, I never even thought of that. So I, don't, I, I don't I don't Tom Bombadil so. was kind of a small dude. Yeah, so are well, you, are you I telling don't... me that Gandalf was Gandalf the blue before he was Gandalf the gray and then became Gandalf the white? No, Gandalf oh. was never a blue wizard or a brown wizard. He was a gray wizard, and then he became blue, brown, white gray, white. Who gives a shit? I do. The folk, uh, the good folk of Middle Earth care. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know about the Tom Bombadil thing, and I will not profess to be like that's a, a, a that's stick, very interesting. I think I think, I think think it's that. I think it's a fun theory, but based on the limited research I did, and I won't profess to be a Tolkien like scholar i'm pretty sure that bombadil has been around like since the first age like he's kind of just always existed and just always been eric around. williams is at sauron there he's, are people eric that think williams it's sauron no th- i mean no, i don't think it is it's been all well, over the internet that a lot of people are thinking sauron well sauron in the show has been like he's kind of disappeared um and so now he's coming back. That could be Sauron. There are other people that no think, way that's so. and you haven't you haven't gotten to the end of episode three yet. So I don't want to say, well, not think I'm about to say would ruin anything in episode three. Harold, the guy who's on the ship with with Galadriel yeah. in the second yeah. episode. Some people think that that could be Sauron in disguise. I don't know about that, but maybe. So what you're telling me is another Mephisto incident. I mean, it could be Sauron's basically a god. He's he's Morgoths, uh, who is like like an evil deity. He's what Morgoth, did they say he was, like he was right a, hand the son man. of one of the sons of Morgoth and a sorcerer. That's a sweet name for uh, like a heavy metal band. <laughs> the sons of Morgoth. Yeah, that would be a sweet name. One I thing know. we did have a chuckle about Max is when uh, Galadriel uh, decides to not tr- take the trip and jumps off the boat. Yeah. And I guess plan A is I'm going to swim across an ocean. Yeah, stupid. It was a pretty brash decision. <laughs> and then later she ties herself to the mast of the raft <coughs> and immediately sinks. So I'm like, some of her decision making is extremely questionable. Yeah. As in like, I'm doing things without thinking anything through first. I'm just yeah, going to jump not... off a boat, let it sail away, and now I'm in the middle of the ocean. No. Yeah, I don't know how old she is at this point, but she's at least several hundred years old, if not, you know, a thousand or so. She should be a little bit wiser than this. <laughs> yeah. I I like her overall as a character, but episode three, she does brash stuff as well. I think that she their their whole thing with Galadriel, it's probably gonna be a multi-season arc. She's this really like rash character, really rushes into things, which is funny because y- you would think that if you can live forever, you would be you would take your time more, you know. With, with things since you have more time it's like the whole joke they make in the two towers the ends go about their lives so slowly because they've lived for thousands of years um but she just rushes into everything she she acts like a teenager a lot of the time when she's like a thousand so and again i'm not saying that as a criticism necessarily i like her a lot well i but, don't think she's a thousand because in the, in the beginning of the first episode they show her as a as a child and they then they do. say, I think, a hundred and something years pass. I thought it had been or several hundred years already. or something. I thought it had been several hundred. I thought like there was so like the yeah, war with Sauron like was hundreds two, and hundreds. Three hundred maybe. Yeah, that's still pretty old. None of us live that long. But you're right. She is kind of playing it as this very inexperienced 
young, brash, yeah. you know, just rush into things without thinking. Yeah, I she's flawed, which is why when people use the Mary Sue argument about her, I'm like, I don't think she's very Mary Sue at all. I think she's got a lot of flaws. She's a skilled she's very, fighter, she's but borderline Mary Sue. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I like her, but my favorite, I think my favorite character, honestly, and it's probably because of episode three. So you haven't seen it yet. I think okay. his name's Ar Arundel, the uh, the black elf. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't think of another way to describe him. But I actually yeah, really I enjoy. I really like his character. I think he's Isn't uh, he in episode one. Yeah, he's in all three episodes. He's gonna. Okay. I think he's gonna be in throughout the entire show. Yeah, I think he's a, gonna be a key character. I like him. He's like this kind of stoic guy. Um, I mean, he shows emotion, but he's he's pretty stoic, and he's um, he's a very but he's very noble. Like his whole purpose in life is to protect against the servants of Morgoth and he's willing to sacrifice himself in order to do so. And I, I think he's a, a really interesting. But he also, guy. he's kind of part of something that's also in the movie <laughs> that is not Tolkien are these, you know, these secret love affairs. Yeah. And he's having one too. And that's just so nothing to do with the books or Tolkien or anything. Yeah. My least favorite part of the hobby. Or, you know, audiences sitting there watching, but we need little romance and everything, but yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and uh, so I'll say every, every Lord of the Rings romance I've ever seen has been cheesy and pretty bad. And so far that one is no exception. <laughs> so I just don't expect good romance in Lord of the Rings, but that's not what I'm watching. I'm watching to see orcs get their heads chopped off and, you know, see some cool magic don't potentially you're watching for the romance. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Eric saying, didn't Sauron help make the rings? So Celebrimbor makes the rings and then Sauron. So Celebrimbor is a, he's a, an elf and they actually introduced him in episode two. Yeah. Uh, he, he makes the rings and then uh, Sauron makes the one ring that can rule them all. And he's got the infinity hammer, that hammer with the gemstones. Yeah. So like the infinity gauntlet and it's a in the darkness bind them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm stoked to see. I'm curious to see how long it takes for them to build into the rings of power actually being made. I think it'd be fun if like they're, they're made by the end of the season and like the rest of the series, we get to see them used or maybe one of the rings is, is ready at least because they have to be dispersed among, um, I think it's nine men and, I can't remember yeah. how many are dispersed among everybody, but Galadriel ends up with one. Elrond ends up with three one. Three Alvin kings, nine nine men kings. I forget how many dwarves. Yeah. So and and that's another thing. I'm I don't assuming... think kind of play that out. I don't want to see it all happen in one scene, though. I don't. No, I don't either. So maybe, I think it's part a, of the to play. This maybe out. a couple of maybe a couple of seasons, but I want to see the rings used. Because I I'm hoping that what the series like if they get to do the full story arc I'm hoping what we get to see is the rings made used Sauron forges the One Ring and then now all of a sudden you've got all these kings of men turning into his Nazgul and Dream becoming ring race yeah. and like and, and kind of seeing that their their descent into into evil so I think that'd be really really interesting and and they're compressing the whole Second Age like. Isildur shouldn't be alive yet, but he's in the third episode. He's going to be in the show. Like, um, but Galadriel's not married to Celeborn. 
Yeah, like there's a lot of things. Your mom that, was like, pointing that out earlier in the chat that like she technically should be married to Celeborn by now, but they haven't even introduced him. Yeah, so like they're they're compressing thousands of years worth of Tolkien history into the show, but I'm okay with that personally. Like, I'd rather see all of the cool events happen over an eight year show or whatever it ends up being, as opposed to well, there were like two cool events that happened within this uh, 50 year period that the show can cover, you know. Like that's that's not as exciting. So I'm hoping we get to see the ring race, the Sentinel Madness. We get to see a seal, and like I'd I'd be cool with the show ending with a seal door chopping off Sauron's hand. Like, do we get to see the whole like a recreation of the battle for Middle Earth? That would be cool. I think we I might know. even meet uh, Smeagol at some point. Then maybe, maybe. Because if we get to that know. with Isodor and the chopping off, then Smeagol is is around already. No, he's not. That was a... so, that's oh, a few hundred well, years. I so, guess. Yeah, you're pointing. Yeah. A few hundred years later. You're right. You're right. It's almost. I think it's like a thousand years later by the time Smeagol right, scratch, scratch what I just said. Yeah. But and I don't. I don't think we'll ever get to see Gandalf unless they you know change the Tolkien lore. Um, but. So say Eric Williamson says Sauron and the elves combined their knowledge to create the rings of power. Sauron eventually left the elves and went to Mordor where he forged the one ring, which would rule all the other rings. I will take your word for it. You're probably right there, Eric. So then Sauron, so then would Sauron have been in disguise? Cause like they don't like Sauron. <laughs> so I would think that Sauron was like in disguise helping them make the rings. Maybe. Uh, that's my thought. Anyway, I'm enjoying the show. I look forward to each new episode. I was really hoping episode three was going to release at 6 p.m., kind of like last week's did. And I kept refreshing my Amazon, and it wasn't popping up. And then I saw an article that said, nope, they're going to be 9 p.m. going forward. And my intention every Thursday at 9 p.m. is to come into my office, sit in my chair, and watch the latest episode if I can. Because I'm, I'm liking Production it value is amazing. It's probably I mean, I, w- I wish we could ever. be watching these in theaters. So, Eric, if you watch the show, they already know of Sauron. Like, they, like, again, that might conflict with some Tolkien lore, but in the show, they do know Sauron already. But I think Sauron has returned in, like, a disguise. But, like, they're familiar with him as a threat. They use his name constantly in the show. What were you saying, Ish? Oh, I was just saying, um, I wish this was, like, these were movies that we could watch in theater. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like just the the production value is amazing. I really like the um, the Howard Shore score. It feels very cinematic. Yeah, I know. It sounds cinematic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Howard Shore didn't do the score for this, but I think they took inspiration from what he did. And well, he's in the credits. Um, music by Howard Shore. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I like I like it. I think it sounds so I was very like, similar. Yeah, it's, and you listen to it, and you're like, yeah, it sounds. You know, it's a big Hollywood sound. So mom, your mom says Sauron shows up in disguise, but Elrond and the king don't trust him, so they don't let him in the kingdom. Okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. So he's there in disguise, but he's going to find a way to help make the rings if if that's what Eric is saying is, is, in, the, is in the lore. I don't imagine they would try to change that. I'm excited to see it all come together because we already got the elves and the dwarves that are going to be working together. I'm sure that men are going to be involved in forging the, the rings of power, and that's why you know, nine kings of men are going to end up with rings and, and all that. I thought I loved uh, Durin, I guess, Durin the fourth. Oh, Durin is great. 
Yeah, and yeah. I was like, this whoever that actor was, I've never heard of him, but he, I thought he did such a fantastic job. Duran was immediately like one of the more memorable characters. Well, what I'm enjoying is is hearing all, like all these like names that you hear in the movies and other terminologies that you hear, like you hear about Numenor and you hear about Elendil and all these different things you hear about throughout the movies. Now we're getting introduced to those in this series because now you know we've got Elendil that's going to be in the show and we've got the Numenorians and it's just it's it's just fun for me as a Tolkien fan. I know some people are upset about certain things about the show. I like it. I like it a lot. I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it. All right. Well, good, good talk. I, I feel like uh, I've been very informed. Thanks now, for letting us nerd out, Matt. <laughs> Matt, no that was very di diplomatic of you. My uh, no my nap wasn't long enough. Do you guys want to keep talking? <laughs> And so for our final <laughs> segment of the night, let's take a trip around space, the final frontier Ooh. with Ish. Hand the floor over to Ish. Star Trek news. All right, so we're starting with so they had Star Trek Day, I guess yesterday, which is also yesterday is like the anniversary date of the first airing of Star Trek. So I think the Paramount has kind of made that like a Star Trek Day. They do a bunch of streaming stuff, announcements. Um, so they had several announcements, and I guess one is that for season two of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. They brought in um, a, a legendary comedian, Carol Kane, who will be playing the chief engineer. Um, it's that's for me. It was like interesting news because I'm like, yeah, you know, like she was, you know, you look at her career, Taxi, Princess Bride, all this and that. And then I'm like, but she's 70 years old. So I don't know. I yeah. guess this is part of like you know the progressive thing. So now a 70 year old female will be the chief engineer we'll Don't see how it works ages. you know there's definitely gonna be some laughs Don't be an ageist <laughs> yeah i feel i feel that was very ageist my, my reaction was extremely ageist i was like 70 year old like what the fuck she doing on the show but well i think the hey, article we'll see, i read we'll see where they take it the article i read because she's taking over for what's the guy's name that died the oh, alien uh, at the end yeah, yeah. she's taking over for Hemmer. There's a rumor that I saw that each season's going to have a different engineer until finally Scotty takes his place. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. So it's probably a one-season thing. Next season, they may have somebody else for the whole season. I mean, she is wearing a red shirt. Yep. But I don't think it's a long... It's a long-running thing. I think it's just for the one season. All right. Whose segment so is this? kind of like Lance, yours or issues. Hey, I watch it too. <laughs> hey, feel free. To, I got to listen to, to them in. talk for for thirty minutes about stupid Lord of the Rings. Hey, hey, hey! You hush hey your now. mouth. Hey now, you don't talk about the rings like that. <laughs> they also released the guy that won't even not watch a trailer. The show. 
<laughs> they released a, a clip of season two of Strange New Worlds. So not a trailer, like they, they released like an entire scene. So yeah. we know this that's in the can, so it should be shit. I, I forgot when they said it'll be airing, but anyways. Yeah, so we can Come move on, on to the next one. Be prepared, man. So this is kind of I thought this was big news for IDW. Um so they're they're doing a new Star Trek flagship co- comic book just called Star Trek. No other subtitle or anything. Um, it's going to be set in continuity. So after Deep Space Nine, but before the movie Star Trek Nemesis, obviously since Data is still around. And um, from what I read, it has to do something. The storyline is going to involve like celestial gods, etc. Because I was like, how is Cisco coming back? Because the last time we saw Cisco on the finale of Deep Space Nine, he joined the prophets in the wormhole and kind of became like a semi-deity of his own. So obviously, because of the storyline involving celestial gods, he's back and um, he's going to command his own ship. And they're bringing in uh, Dr. Crusher from Next Generation and Data and a couple new characters. I think that's exciting. They said they wanted to make it kind of... um, Star Trek comic where any character within that continuity of the show, like, or, or time jumping or whatever they can do. So anyone can appear at any time and they want to really make it like a kind of a shared universe comic book. It's amazing that they got the singer of the thong song to be in this comic book. Cisco. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're fans of deep space nine, this is really kind of, we haven't seen Cisco since I guess that show ended in what, like 1998, 99. So it's almost been like two decades since we've even seen the character yeah. or, found, or found out what's happened to him. So, because he started his exciting. musical career, Thong Song came out in 99. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they've never had a Star Trek comic before. Oh, yes, they have. No, they've oh. had. Um, in, in fact, this week, IDW released the 400th Star Trek comic, and that's just from IDW. That's not counting previous DC and Marvel runs or, or um, Gold Key comics. So actually, I saw an article where they said, star, if you put all the Star Trek comics together, they'd be around issue 1000. So why why is this a bold new frontier? Uh, because they haven't, they hadn't, the, the last like ongoing star trek was called boldly go but it was calvin timeline like the jj uh-huh. Abrams stuff actually that comic book i thought was better than the movies and that ran that had like a good run and then that ended and then they did uh star trek year five that's what it was called and that ran 25 issues so i guess they're hoping with this is not a mini series or a limited series they want to make this ongoing star stretching. trek and, and even when this story ends they can continue with other characters and other ships. <coughs> gotcha. Well, and the fact that it, it's being used to bridge continuity between Star Trek's Voyager season finale and the Star Trek Nemesis. So, correct. So there's a lot they could work into in, into that and bring. Yeah, that totally could bring back Voyager characters. So interesting. I think it's good. They said they said they kind of modeling it after um, what Marvel is doing with the Star Wars comics. All right. Interesting. Stuff. Yeah. 
new trailer for Star Trek Picard season three. It made me very happy because Star Trek Picard season two was absolute horseshit. Some of the worst Star Trek I've ever seen. And season three, they're like, they're finally, they're back in space. It's Star Trek again. Season two had nothing to do with, they weren't even in space the whole time. They were on Earth. Oh, wow. And so they're back. It's the USS Titan, which if you know, that's um, um, Commander Riker ended up being the captain of the USS Titan. But this takes place a little bit before that. And the teaser reveals who the new captain of the USS Titan is. And it's 7-9. And even bigger than that, they showed that basically not only is it Star Trek Picard season three, it's essentially Star Trek The Next Generation season eight. Because the next generation, the entire cast is back. Except, of course, of Data, because he's dead. Poor Data. So for you next-gen fans, that's that's very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah, they bring back Dr. Crusher, Worf, Jordy, Troy, Riker. And then they're all going to be aboard the uh, USS Titan with, with uh, Captain Seven of Nine. Well, Eric oh, Williams says Will Wheaton. No, no Will, Will Wheaton. Wheaton. No Wesley Crusher and no Data. But, well. You know, so I don't know. For Trek fans, this is big. You know, this is definitely going to be the send-off for Captain Picard. You know, it looks like they're doing it in style. The current writing. When's it supposed to come out? Well, I, don't think... Um, I think February next Trek year. Is not good Trek. February next year, okay. No Trek yeah. is good Trek. No, Strange New Worlds is great. We don't hawk Picard Trek season here. one was very good. <laughs> <coughs> First season of Discovery were really good. That's just, I don't know. This is just common shit. Kurtzman track sucks. I hear that. It's just always on the internet. But I need to go through a Trek binge, man. There's so many things I haven't watched yet, like Discovery. Uh, yeah, I'm about halfway through season two. It's good. I like it. Have you watched Strange New Worlds? Max? No, Ish told me to make sure I watch the first two seasons. Yeah, finish season two, and then you can go right into Strange New Worlds. See, I watched Strange New Worlds, hadn't watched Discovery, and I was fine. Yeah, but I'm sure there's context you were missing. Maybe, maybe it'll make maybe it'll make Strange New Worlds that much better once I watch Discovery. This is what I think of every time you nerds are talking about Star Trek. What? What's that? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the anticipation's killing me. <laughs> I love this scene. Best movie ever. This guy goes from fanboys to Goldbergs to Fantastic Beasts. Sorry, Garfunkel. Uh, I haven't seen this in so long. Off of our land. <laughs> that's that's what, what I think of when you where you're talking Star Trek. I love that movie. <laughs> Ish is not amused. I know he doesn't <laughs> like the Star Wars and Star Trek debate. Uh, the best cameo of that movie though is Will Shatner at the end. That scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. 
it's so funny. I love that movie. I may watch that tonight. Nah, dude, you gotta watch uh, season five of Cobra Kai. Oh, oh shit. I dude, I forgot it came yeah, out. Yeah, like, when's that coming a few out? Hours ago. Today. today. It came out today. Oh shit! <laughs> there goes my weekend. Yeah. I know. I need to watch it. Fuck, dude. Season five. Oh, of I'm gonna Cobra finish Kai. that tonight. <laughs> what is it? Ten episodes? Yeah, I'm on like I'm halfway through episode ten. <laughs> yeah, I knock it out tonight. I mean, that's Anna five hours, dude. You're gonna stay up until like three, four in the morning. Yeah. I took a nap. I mean, he texts us at 1.30 in the morning about mother's milk, so it doesn't it wouldn't be surprising to me that yeah, fair enough. He's gonna watch all things. There's very few things that get me excited, and Cobra Kai is one of them. <laughs> Eric Williams says, I love when Ish kicks people out of the comic shop. Yeah, Who what is your yeah. comic shop? Why do you think I lost my voice for two weeks? <laughs> what it... kicked out of the shop, Ish. Who, have, who haven't I kicked out of the shop? Eric Williamson. <laughs> he's been banned. <laughs> <laughs> what What is your... Do you guys have something in the shop to... Uh, to um, suss suss out? out tricky bitches? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. Do you get... Like, is there something in the shop, like, secret, that if anybody's like, oh, hey, how much is that? You're just like, get the fuck out. You have a secret, like whatever. Ish is not following me whatsoever. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> if I told you, it wouldn't be a secret. But dude, Ish, what uh, was no, it's annoying. When people come in. The most annoying question is: someone just walks in. What's the most expensive comic book in here? Yeah, that's probably. That's I, probably I fucking annoying. hate that question. I always want to be like, "What? You looking to rob me?" <laughs> Bill, it's uh, like clearly, clearly, you can look around and figure out, you know. That shop has to be one of the nicest comic stores I've ever been in. Bill has Bill has a good shop there, dude. It's Bill, right? That owns it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He and I talked for about an hour. He's super nice guy. Like I that I love that shop. I wish it was closer to me. But uh it's a nice ass shop. And then um I was looking at those the uh um, if you don't own it for all this time I thought you were like one of the owners. No. No, I just I I open it and I close it, I run it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they had these pictures there, uh, the corners of the comic books. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ish? No, Someone signed them. I forget who signed them. Oh, the Joe Jesco corner boxes. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking through them, and I was like, damn, I really want one of these Venom ones, but a bunch of them were not signed by him. And Bill's like, oh, it's not signed? Go ahead and take it. And he just gave it to me. Nice. Yeah, nice guy, dude. But I also spent like a hundred bucks in your shop. So, so Ish, what was the number one book? What was the most popular book that came out this week? And why was it Trailer Park Boys into the gutter? <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't even order that. Um, I guess you know, Alien. They they kind of restarted Alien, so that that's always a popular book with us. Um, what else was big? Just the latest issue of Wolverine. I think we completely sold through by today's. Like you, you sold faster than normal. The hell, um, you know, so the X Men stuff and the Axe Judgment Day tie-in are, are still pretty popular. Um, DC wise, nothing really. Nothing what is was going big. on? Thing. Batman one twenty-seven. Oh, duh! Yes, Batman. That was probably. I mean, Batman's our, our biggest seller, so. Is this is this messing up for you guys? Hey, 
I mean, I think you're messing with it, so yes. I'm trying to get just our faces on here, and it's not fucking working. Well, yeah, this is fine. This there. is just our faces. No, without this yeah, big... Yeah, it's fine right now. All right, all right, whatever. You had uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year number six that to be debut the new Ghost Batman Rider Beyond number costume. six. Yeah. And then uh, wait, what was the, the debut Turtles, in the new Bat- Batman Beyond costume that we talked about? Yeah, you know what? SNS. Nobody bought that variant. Seriously? Yeah, and I was like, I even said on the video, I you know, like this is supposed to be the new like costume design. Usually, those are pretty hot. Nobody touched that variant, which is weird. And you had a uh, all there was Avengers. buzz for um, the Spider Man 2099 because it has the introduction of Green Goblin 2099. It so also some people has like, um, Spider Woman, Spider Woman 2099 in it. Okay, so there was a little spec on that because some people were buying like multiple copies. Then you had the uh, all out Avengers, had some stuff in Yeah, that did not the, all out Avengers. Did not do too great. We sold the Scotty Young variant. That went fast, but cover A just kind of sat there. Same with um, X-Men and Moon Girl, which thankfully we did not go heavy on. And uh, There's not a lot of movement on that either. Turtles 132 as well. Yeah. Which is not very rare that I like A covers on Turtles, but I just love this color. I cover, I don't know, it's just... Like reminiscent of the first Ninja Turtles movie, where they're all yeah. sitting around the fire with Splinter coming through, very reminiscent of that. Um, Surprise Comics had some really nice um, store Eric Henson store exclusives for that book too. That I got nice. real nice. Also but, in DC, uh, Flashpoint Beyond number five. Which reveals, and I guess it's canon now, the true name of the Joker. Yeah, that shit's stupid. So I know a lot of people are not happy with that. What's what's his name? Oh, dude, that's such cool art. That looks awesome. Is Eastman and Laird involved in this one? No, Eastman is, but Eastman does Laird the B covers. Not. Yeah, not Laird though. No. No. I, those two dude are magic together, man. Last Ronin was so fucking good. Well, they they have a sequel series to Last Ronin coming out um, soon that Laird is also not part of, but Eastman is. It's gonna suck. I don't think so. But um, yeah, Eric William Williamson pointed out two books: uh, the Dark Knights of Steel. Um, so it's kind of a, uh, I believe it's a one shot that tells tales of the characters that way before the series. So kind of like some prequel stories. So if you like Dark Knights of Steel, you can find out how I think, you know, the, the Waynes are, are the monarchs um, still. So that's kind of cool. And then 007 number two, I got like all 17 variants, of course. Of course you did. Um, but going back to not to look over Max's question about uh, the true identity of the Joker is absolutely stupid. Um, his name is, is Jack Oswald White. That's right. Jack Oswald White is the name of the true identity of the Joker. Yeah, that's stupid. Which, again... Like, why 
why does Batman have to have two villains with the same damn name? You have Oswald Cobblepot, and you have Oswald Jack Oswald White. Stupid. And I thought Joe Chill was dumb. <laughs> but I don't know. Arthur Fleck. That was fine. Arthur I mean, Fleck, Jack, Jack is Napier. the name of Jack is the name of the Joker, uh, the Joker, and the the Keaton Batman movie. But yeah, it's Jack Napier. Well, does, yeah. what's his name in the Killing Joke? Doesn't he have a name in that? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's been so long since I read the Killing Joke. I don't think maybe they don't give him a name. They just they talk about him being a. They just talking about yeah, being a failed comedian. Yeah. And having a wife and stuff. And Joe's doing it. Sabrina's spectacular. Oh, this art's kind of. This is a comic book. Are they kids? Yeah. This kid looks like he's going to fall over with that helmet. That's actually kind of cool. That's actually, yeah, that's a sick. Dark Knights of Steel is right now probably one of my favorite books being made by DC. Seems like though they're publishing them the issue so fucking slowly. What's yeah, that Sabrina Spectacular? Yeah, there was a new number one, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, which like it was the first appearance of another witch, right? Around the same age as Sabrina. I wanna say. Can't remember if it was the first appearance or not. Um, I can't even find the cover. Yeah, it must have sold well because I saw them solicit today a second print, and I've never. So seen yeah, like a first appearance of Amber Nightstone. Yeah, it was the first appearance of Amber Nightstone, an evil witch born at the same time as Sabrina. Why does it keep bringing this one up? Interesting. Oh, is this the cover? Yes. Oh, it's not the Chilling yeah. Adventures. It's like okay. No, it's the Archie like, comic, Sabrina. Ah, uh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was like the Chilling Adventures style, Sabrina. Yeah, and so in, in Spider-Man Twenty Nine Exodus, or I, as I call it, um, the book that's created just for the first appearance, um, the first appearance of Spider-Man Twenty Ninety Nine, <laughs> and Norman Osborn becomes the Galactic Goblin. Ooh. That is, that's the, that is not Spider Woman twenty ninety nine. Spider Woman twenty ninety nine is right there. Oh, she looks kind of cool. So, and what it what's Norman Osborn's? The Galactic Goblin. There's also uh, a new issue of She-Hulk came out this week, too. And it did. I think they just her knocked Nightcrawler. it out of the park with the covers, with those Jen Bartel covers. Yeah, her and Nightcrawler. Yeah. This isn't it, is it? Um, I believe so, yes. Looks very much like Sam Raimi's suit. I was thinking the same thing. It does. Uh I don't think I like this very much. I don't know. If that guy got in a fight with uh, Will, Willem Dafoe, I don't think we'd be able to tell him apart. <laughs> William Dafoe. He fights William Dafoe. Unless it's yeah, Willem see, Dafoe from Aquaman. Here's the cover. Which one's that? Oh, the cover of Spider-Man 
Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. He fights William Defoe. <laughs> hmm. Oh boy. Let me see if this lets me. Nope. Oh well. Guess we're stuck like this, boys. I don't understand what the issue is. Yeah, it's I don't. Fine. Yeah, we're fine. Maybe it just well, looks different on. Maybe it just looks different on my end. Maybe. Yeah. I'm we're all sure really. We're all really small on the side. That's no. just on you then. Oh, yeah. it's just me. Yeah, Here, let me help you out. <laughs> Did that fix yeah. it? No, yeah, now I'm just really big in the corner and you guys are still on the side. <laughs> that's weird. No, we're good. Okay, well, that's good. I thought everybody was just looking at a big purple screen and when you guys were like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> no, it's uh, we've been good. Yeah. I don't know who keeps clicking the buttons. I'm not doing anything. It's me. I'm doing it. <laughs> but all right well um we just got into it right off the bat tonight because we wanted to get everything out of the way because there was a ton of d23 news coming out today um i mean anything you guys want to talk about about your week how things are going what's new with you anything special you want to touch on before we get into it tonight my son broke his wrist that was shitty it was passing out that sucks yeah spent a few hours at the hospital <laughs> Got to take him to get a cast on Monday. Uh, but yeah, he got knocked over playing soccer, landed, used his arm to break his fall and broke his wrist and then was passing out. And they had to call like the paramedics and stuff. Because of the, like, pain. the pain, the pain, he was really dehydrated, heat exhaustion. So just all three of those things together just created this perfect storm. But yeah, yeah it was. Well, at least, at least like, it's luckily, a legit soccer injury. <laughs> right <laughs> but uh at least so like it was scary at the time but because he was passing out in the hospital waiting room we got to skip everybody so like the waiting room was packed like i've never seen the hospital this packed and we got to skip everybody i was kind of getting dirty looks from people that were still sitting there when we walked out waiting to get seen that sucks for them but it's like they gotta take care of these kids who might have a big issue could yeah. have had a really bad concussion. He could, you know, you never know. Yeah, his eyes were literally rolling in the back of his head. Like, it was scary. Yeah, that's what was happening with James earlier this year when we had to rush him to the hospital. It was terrifying. Yeah, they don't mess around when it's kids, man. Like, like the hospital. Yeah, when they it's got kids, him in quick. Yeah, they get you in quick. So, but he's okay now. Everything's good. So, that was pretty much the biggest thing that happened this week in my life, I guess. Yeah. I've got nothing to report. Just work. Yeah. Same. What is the yeah. question leftovers asking? Glasses? Question mark? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I will. I will. That you need glasses, I will. Lance. I'll report oh, I've something. had LASIK. My vision is perfect. Perfecto. Oh, he was. I think he's making comment to the fact that Lance's screen was all messed up. He's saying, you yeah. need glasses? Yeah, I, I was just going to say, my wife recently got her license to practice as a therapist. She just opened up her schedule and we figured it would, you know, take her a while to get full of clients, but she's only had her schedule open for like uh, a week and she's almost completely booked all next week. So that was pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's going to be busy for her, but she's excited. And she gets paid per client, right? Yeah, she does. That's awesome. 
Yeah. What about you, Ish? Anything good this week? Um, we had kind of like two notable shoppers at the shop today. You know, it's it's funny sometimes one person can just walk in and kind of like make your week. And we had a guy come in, and I actually hadn't seen him in a couple of years. <sighs> Very interesting guy. He used to be the head of the Armenian mafia. What? Until he was discovered by Tony Scott and became a movie actor. And so he's in like a bunch of Tony Scott movies. And I guess he just lives right around the corner. And so he comes in and his, his personality is just as big as like the details I described. Like it's this huge personality. He walks in. You know, I remember I was like, hey, what's up, Victor? And he's like, show me something good. Just like that. Show me something good. So I'm like, all right. Well, we got Wolverine. One, two, and four. We didn't have three. One, two, and four, all 9.8s. He's like, I'll take them all, just like that. <laughs> just like, all right, you know, get the key, open the glass case, which is always nice anytime we sell anything out of the case. But boom, three slabs right out the door. That was fun, you know, and it was just kind of fun seeing that guy. And then today, a uh, former wrestler came in. Um, I don't know. Uh, he used to go by uh, Tyler Tyson or son of future man. And he came in and he bought our journey into mystery 83 first appearance of Thor. He bought our journey into mystery 84 second appearance of Thor first appearance of Jane Foster. And then he bought our journey into mystery 85 first appearance of Loki, all three books. So those are books were like, those are nice show off books. We took them all. It's like, wow, damn. That's Scottsdale so. money. That's awesome. That is. That is. But it's just, you know, just people coming in and just buying, like, not just one book, but three, you know. I want all three Wolverine 9.8s. What, what was the highest? This dude owns Journey to Mystery 83, 84, and 85. I mean, these are like grail books, like crown jewels of anyone's collection. So for someone to come in and buy that, it's like, it's just an hour of, of adrenaline. That's <laughs> the most expensive of those six books that you named. Definitely the Journey of Mystery 83. How much was that? First appearance. First appearance of Thor. So how much was that? Um I'm not really supposed to kiss and tell, but that one in particular was a seven with three zeros after it. All right. Wow. It was a 2.0 ungraded. Wow. Seven yeah, grand seven ungraded and it was a two yeah. two oh. You can't say I'm yeah. not supposed to kiss and tell when you post it on your Facebook with with the yeah, prices I did. on the book. I was gonna <laughs> that's ask true. That's true because you can go. I don't often post them with the price tags, but those because I just didn't want to take them out of the bag to take the picture, so I leave it on the bag. Now I've actually been taking the price tag off and then putting it back on later. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you don't often see a book like that coming to your shop. Just like last week, we sold our Superman number one and our Amazing Fantasy fifty, and those are like. Yeah, they're huge sales, but then you feel so bad they're not in the shop anymore. Because like at one point, there's not many shops. You know, I'm going to humble brag a little. There's not many shops in the country that could say at one time have all these books sitting in the case. That's so, Journey into Mystery eighty three seven k, Journey into Mystery eighty five thirty six k, three thousand six hundred, and then Journey into Mystery eighty four nineteen fifty. It's just crazy you could throw down that much money on comic books. It's insane. Hey, man. 
if you got the money to spend, I guess. No, it's just I wonder what that's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If seven thousand dollars is the same price yeah. as you going to Target and buying, yeah, the you got to be a pop. former professional wrestler, or you got to be an actor in Tony Scott movies, you know, from the Armenian mafia. You got to have that kind of money, or and a high credit recently... card limit and an irresponsible nature. I mean, you guys <laughs> recently sold a Grail yes. of Grails in Amazing Fantasy fifteen and a one point eight. How much That's was that? Still grail of grails. How much is that? That was like uh, thirty-one thousand, I think. Holy shit! And one, and it, you said it's a one point eight, so that's not even like mm -hmm. good quality. Those books are that book's hard to find in real high quality. Yeah, but, but yeah, still, they, like they become 8. unattainable in higher grades. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about in the million dollar range if it's like. Above I nine, mean the, right? the Superman one that we had, it was a it was a 0 0.5, but it was like you hold it in your hand, and you're like, this is a seven or an eight. It was only a 0 0.5 because the back cover was completely removed. It was a pinup, so the kid took it off. So there's no back cover. Uh, and so the front cover is not attached. But when you have it in the slab, it looked amazing. Like it was like, that's not a 0 0.5, that's like way higher grade. So that was like that one. The person who got that, that was that one in the six figures. Wow. Not as high as like an action and comic. That's, go, that book like... I miss having in the case because that's just, you know, that's a wow book. People come in, tourists come in, like, oh, I want to see your Superman number one. And it's not this tattered, raggedy copy. It's this beautiful, pristine copy. It's just, I wish one the back day cover. I could be a baller enough to just walk in the store and be like, cover. Hook me up with that. Give me that right now. Let's go right now. Yeah, how does Bill <laughs> get those? Does he buy them on auction or something and then sells them? No, I mean, he's, you know, he, he's like a magnet for collections and, you know, he's got a reputation. And, and there's like, you know, there's other shops because we were told like people come in and be like, I took this to another shop. And then they were just like, no, you got to take this to Bill. This is, you know, we can't handle this. Oh, they don't so even that's like, like Bill's entertain. Wheelhouse. They don't really? even. Well, probably I would assume the other shops don't even have the money to like buy something like that. If you're talking about a six-figure book, like most comic book stores, these are big. These are big investments. Yeah, yeah. Most comic book stores are not are not you're, doing that kind you're of. You're buying it from the person bringing it in, and you have to buy it for a good price. I really want to know the what was it, Action Comics number one that sell that involved a Lamborghini. No, that, that was that was a, that was the eight point five Superman number one. Oh, eight point five Superman number one. Wow. So it was originally an eight. Bill personally took it to Matt Nelson at CGC. They had it. They they had to look back over because he was like, "We can get an eight point five out of this." They got the eight point five. And I mean, what does that point like that, five that, that's do? A huge difference. It's what, that what that's that like eight hundred thousand dollars. That's a Lamborghini, you know? Yeah. Wow, just 0.5 boosts at eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, like 0.5, that. yeah. yeah. But that sold. That yeah. sold for five point six million. Wow, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy who the guy who sold that the, he lives here in the valley, and that guy is bonkers. I think he's younger than me, 
he once walked into the store, not even in a bag, just holding a Batman number one. He was like, hey, look at this, Batman number one. And then he had, also, I think, All-Star 3, first appearance of Wonder Woman, just like that, just walking around, left it on the counter while he went in the back. That's insane. It's crazy. Wow. That's crazy, yeah. Well, Do you have to show Bill guy, your Dan, bank I'm... account to get in the back? <laughs> is, that, is that how you get access to the back? You have to show him your bank account? Well, he was going to let me go back there to look at Funko Pops. You just so got to love comic that, books. Can't be that exclusive. Bill, Bill just, Bill's passion think, for comic books is, is unparalleled. I think it, though, is is I, I'm friends with Ish. So he was like, oh, yeah, come, come look at these. But then he told me there was no Marvel stuff in there, so I didn't even look. And then Ish is like, I don't know that guy. Oh, for the Pops. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had to call him. Actually, I, I told him, no. I was like, I, I've never even met Lance in person yet. You know, he's had the he's had the honor. Yeah, I I come in, I go, hey, Ish has got some stuff sitting in the back for me, and Bill goes back there and goes, I can't find it. <laughs> I had to call Ish <laughs> to ask him where it was. <laughs> but yeah, that book is the last Ronin hardcover. That's a nice looking book, dude. That's a they did a good book. job. They did a good job with that one. I I own quite a few trade paperbacks, like the hardcovers and stuff. And that that's probably one of the nicest ones I've ever seen. And it wasn't an arm and leg, too. It was a very reasonable price. Yeah, I think I spent 30 on it. Was it 30? I think it was 34.99. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I'm glad I have it. I'm gonna read it. But yeah, I mean they easily could have charged 49.99. People still would have bought Mm -hmm. it. People were buying way, it for 89 when it was signed by Eastman at San Diego. I would love to get that one signed. That's a good book, man. That's one of the best books I've ever read. But um, I, I do have to say this. So Jay and I went to your store. You know Jay, right, Ish? You've met Jay on the show? Not personally, but through the shows, yeah. Yeah. Jay, so Jay and I went to your shore, store, and then we were driving home. We are like, oh, let's go check out this other store that used to be really prominent that reopened by us under the same name atomic are you talking about atomic i wasn't gonna say it because i was gonna say something disparaging uh (laughs) don't say anything disparaging because aaron knows the owner so oh okay better just watch your tongue i was just gonna say ish's store has really good prices bite your tongue i'll I'll say more later when we're offline i was a little shocked but are we good? Uh, I think we're good. Yeah. Max, you talked, Matt. Anything? I'm good. good. Um, I want to thank everyone for hanging out in the chat tonight. It's always left over Zaggy, Eric Williams, Joe's dueling, Aaron, as always. Uh, your mom, Eric Williams, uh, Stick Boy, Williamson, Kyle, Zaggy, Epic Evan, even though Epic you were Evan. here. Here shorter than a fucking uh, Wong cameo in <laughs> Quantum. Yeah, Quantum, David Lar- uh, Lawson, everybody hanging out. I want to thank uh, Lost Stumbling, Stumbling Jedi. Jedi for joining us and bailing out on us because he's probably too too drunk to continue on. No, he said his um, internet was fucking up. Yeah, he bullshit. Said chat. Aaron's like, um, I know who now? <laughs> oh, she knows. Kyle's <laughs> Your mom's friend Kyle's brother, the shop he owns. That's what Lance is talking about. Um, yeah. So, guys, make sure to pay attention to the, t- the channel tomorrow. Where we're gonna uh, try and have some, I think, some Marvel stuff, depending on what's announced. 
Uh, make sure to check out Saturday Night Special tomorrow night right here on the channel. That's going to probably be a good show as always. Probably. I'm not going to set a high expectation because you never know. Just probably. It's probably. I mean, <laughs> Sam's on that show and he likes Henry Cavill Superman. So, you know, take that for what you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to fly that banner strong. going to be a shit um, show. <laughs> and make sure to pay attention to that channel next week as I will have a review of Clerks 3 after Tuesday when I go see it. So super stoked for that. Maybe I'll even That's already, see if I can. Okay, we're going to talk more about that after. See if I can actually talk Erin into to coming on here and doing a review with me because she's going to go see it with me. We recently just sat down and she watched Clerks 1 and 2 and Mallrats with me. So she's enjoyed both films. Excited to go see Clerks 3. So maybe we'll... I'll get her to to do an on-screen interview of it with me. So or in not interview, but review of it with me. So should get some good stuff coming from our channel. Good stuff, as always. I want to thank Ish. Thank you, Max. Like it thank a you, lot. Lance, everyone for hanging like out with us tonight lot. on this Friday night. This beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Friday night in the devil's asshole that we call Phoenix. <laughs> yeah so for this week's episode of the absolute podcast i'm matt i'm lance i'm max and i'm ish and we'll see you guys next time all you freaks and geeks come all you freaks and geeks Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll Come drink on, some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time. Ooh.